What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. <laughs> Welcome to Modern Day Debate, everybody. Tonight we're going to be debating. Uh, it's, we have Nathan Pitchalumen uh, Pitch versus McToon. It's going to be Flat Earth versus Globe Earth. And the first 12 minutes, we've decided to do 12-minute openings uh, between the two speakers. First 12 minutes is for you, Pitchalumen. Uh, Pitch sorry, I'm used to calling you Nathan. So uh, 12 minutes for you. Go ahead. All right. If I could please uh, share my screen here. Sure thing. Uh, do you see a um, uh oh? Do you see a PowerPoint here? Yep, we're looking at your PowerPoint now. Okay, awesome. Uh, so this is the uh, cosmological contention. This is globe versus flat. So which is it? The Earth could be flat, globular, or neither, because the flat and globe claims are mutually exclusive. Empirical science can determine falsification of at least one of these models. We should consider where the evidence most simply, without contradiction, supports which model, based on the preponderance of data collected from various fields, measures, observations, detections, and claims of logical reasoning to explain phenomenon in the model, again, without contradiction. When considering an alternative view in good faith, please consider trying to omit all of the current model's claims and take what the proposing model has to offer for this alternative contending viewpoint. We have a body of data we can draw from, observ from observations to body senses, experiments with variables to maths and predictions. With cosmology, Earth's physical shape is the primary determiner. All other phenomena are explained off the ground, which is very measurable, so favorable for figuring. Sky data is secondary. Uh, upon the ground or around the sky and how objects interact over the surface is tertiary due to happening within the cosmology and not directly addressing cosmomorphology. Uh, let us take a look at samplings from each of these levels of determinants, geomorphology, sky, objects. And this is just something even to, I'm sure uh, my interlocutor here would agree and people in this uh, community of uh, cosmology discussion Terms like FE, what that stands for, heavily censored. So maybe we could use a term like geomorphology or something to hopefully get the word out there more to, to spread it and get around the algorithms uh, because they are quite censoring through this topic. Uh, so we'll discuss these three. Uh, geomorphology, when we first look out into topography of the Earth, observe what the uh, observed world shows us. We do make observations that are planar, uh, more suited to planar, and observations readily explained by a globe. That itself is a gnarly feat of nature. We observe events at times under natural available conditions that objects upon the surface of the water. Um, hold on one sec, I got this screen in the way here. Oh wait, I can minimize it, my bad. Um, there we go. Um, let's see, um, when we first look into our topography of the earth, 
observe what empirically observed world shows us. We do make observations that are more suited to planar and observations readily explained by a globe. That itself is quite gnarly. We observe events at times under natural available conditions that reveal objects upon the surface of water to inherently impair planar. That would be well, just to say, I don't think they see Nathan. Yeah, they did not see yeah. it because I did a window okay. share. My apologies, and I looked at the I, I've looked at the uh, the live chat. I see you guys hanging out. So sorry, Nathan. Um, let's continue on because I have a window share going on, so everybody can see us. So sorry about that, okay. guys. Um. Okay. And I don't think I had. Okay. So I should be. I'm. I'm good to keep going. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, so the, the top left here, uh, we see things that appear inherently planar to us. Uh, likewise, we observe at times under naturally available conditions uh, that real objects being occulted from the bottom up inherently appearing to look like spherical curvature, which I have down here with the boat and the skyline. This alone would be impressive for either model to make claims of cause, explain and account for both observations without contradiction as the observations themselves appear conflicted. Consider the water observations are the most physically bearing for shape as both sides claim a characteristic of water to be that it seeks level and water does not have topography, gradual slope, hills, jaggedness, etc. Um, demo and explanations control variables and recreations using them. Granting both sides their ability to recreate the apparent observation, we must see if there is a way to recreate the contrary observation with conditions we would expect nature to provide, aka real-world experiences. So on the left here, you have apparent spherical recreation on a flat surface. This would be a simulation of bottom-up disappearance. And so as you can see here, you have low objects, taller objects, medium objects. And as there is a temperature inversion, you get a bottom-up disappearing, even only leaving the tallest structures. The apparent planar recreation on a curved surface, the globe so far has failed to recreate a planar observation on a known curved surface using any claim variables and demo the variable's ability to create the contrary natural observation. The globe has yet to substantiate the apparent planar surface seen in reality. Uh, as far as the claim to motion goes, because it's not just shape but also motion, the globe does claim to be mathematically and philosophically equal to the flat earth claim of stillness, so the lack of motion and sensation of motionlessness are equal here. As to how of accelerative motion is not being felt or detected, that we can be addressed in the tertiary realm of discussion dealing with forces and attributes that reality exists in. Uh, motions or motionlessness observations claim measures of the sky. The diametric op opposition of helio and geocentered claims being 180 degrees opposite means reality can exclude one or the other through empirical demonstration. The planar Earth currently having primary support claims that the stars move are approximately equidistant and can be used for navigation and time due to having cycles. The globe claims an apparent still sky moving due to Earth rotation, different distances to different stars, and have the properties attributed to cyclical behavior. Uh, this is just a beautiful picture of our night sky. I know people zoom in on stars. I, myself, I prefer this kind of open sky. It's just beautiful. Uh, extrapolations from the abode of the above. Due to relativity claiming equality overlapping with the motion slide, uh, direct determining of which is happening, Earth or sky moving while the other is still, is not discernible, uh, a.k.a. the relativity trends where one is moving and the other is still, or the one is still and you are not moving uh, or are moving. The only motion we measure explain is the only motion we measure is explainable by both without contradiction as we measure 15 degrees per hour. Planet Earth claims ether vortex, while the globe claims rotation as an absolute motion, while all other claimed globe motions are carried in space-time fabric that has the discernibility of constant linear motion, hence the trains. 
Uh, the display of distance. <clears throat> Both models clash with distance being roughly equal plane or variance globe and can again be empirically filtered based on natural laws. The specific version of parallax used here is able to discern betwixt the two claims. Optical parallax is a phenomena that we observe when we move our observer and compare motions of close and far distances to the observer. We observe close, close objects boogie through the field of view fast in scale and slowness relative to the distance back as objects farthest in the background appear to move slow. Think foam poles, tree lines behind them, and mountains off afar as you travel along the road. The poles move quickly past you at the same rate, which is key, and the trees further back move a little slower, and the distant mountains appear to hardly move at all compared to how the foam poles, how many foam poles you have passed. Time-lapse observation. When we see a time-lapse of the sky pictured at the right, uh, we look at the sky, we see the stars move at the same rate. This is comparable to the uniform motion of stars implying the same distance from the observer to the stars. This is similar to the foam poles that pass at the same rate as one travels along um, the distance. As we move at 15 degrees, we see in an angular field of view. We do not see more distant stars span less angular field while we turn about. This empirically shows that stars are similar in distance, otherwise they would conform to observational parallax. To cover cycles on the slide, navigation techniques and cycle configuration have been accomplished by both cosmologies. Both people can navigate and have cycle prediction. <clears throat> and just as a side note, if anyone is appealing to Newtonian, the lack of a shift in all the stars by one degree per night is not apparent, showing no orbit around the sun, because there's no one degree shift as we move one degree further along in the sun uh, of our orbit. So object kinematics, just the claim of absolute just to motion. Let you know, you're past your six minute mark, so. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Thank you. Uh, the claim of an absolute motion to a rotating globe means we can all collect data to see if rotational forces are imparted on objects as they leave Earth. The Earth is rotating, so motion is angular. Therefore, acceleration and acceleration is not only felt, but observed and measured as well, needing only the ever-present Earth frame to base the motion atop. We can intake military documents, accomplishments, industry lingo, light precision measurements of inferometry, and our senses determine if something like centrifugal force is caused by the rotation of a sphere Earth. Uh, the preponderance of evidence, so this is uh, angular acceleration. This is a NASA document showing how they use a flat non-rotating Earth. This is a Foucault's pendulum that has not moved throughout the day. Uh, this is actually down here in the bottom left is an email from someone who shot the world's longest target, 4.4 miles. They said they did not take Coriolis into account. This is the Michelson-Morley result, and then this is centrifugal force, and then the tomatoes I'll get to with the centrifugal force. So geocentric explanations. Uh, the planet Earth needs to be accurately represented as possible to see if it offers an explanation of the worldview, meaning seasons, time zones, sunrises and sets, light patterns, circumnavigation and flights, images of the globe, observed forces all need to be explained cohesively. The Earth is not a disk in space accelerating upward, having waterfall edging. Using a basic model, while it's not specifically to scale, can help conceptualize a maybe less thought of idea like zetetic astronomy. The sun and moon do not go under the Earth, they remain above. So these, all these are misrepresentations. Um, and then I think here, like this is a star up close, which is still really cool, but I like the sky. But then now uh, the UN flag map and then the Gleason map. And then this is just something to help get an idea of how things might work. Uh, natural workings uh, of the planet Earth, several claims, demos, examples, and explanations. Seasons are only ex are, are explained by the sun moving between the tropic circles, Cancer and Capricorn. These are only locations that the sun can appear overhead at zenith, 90 degrees perpendicular. Uh, there are more time zones in the southern hemisphere than in the north, with the equator having 24 to match the one-hour distance of sun travel in a day. There are some 30 time zones plus time zones in the south. Uh, tropic circles, close small circles in the summer, distant large circles in the winter, a less direct, more distant sun passing by faster, so less exposure to light throughout the day, all cooling 
for a winter time. This matches the solar analemma. A globe would provide equal loops to the analemma so long as the uh, claim of the Earth orbit is planar and that we're not on an ecliptic. I think it's just the Earth that's tilted. Um, but you have the analemma here to match the smaller circles in the north and then the larger circles as it loops on the outside. Sunrise and set. Sunrise and set have been shown on a flat surface using atmospheric variables like magnification and temperature variance to show how sun can appear to rise and set while keeping the same size and shape. So these are actually globe scientists who say that the atmosphere acts like a lens. This was during the um, Chicago skyline, um, Chicago City being viewed from Michigan, which defies the curvature rate of globe. And then this here shows using lensing that you can get a sun at rise and then have it set further back here and it will still appear the same size. This is just something talking about refraction here. Uh, sun casting light. Light can only travel so far from the source of emission, attenuation of light, and the light patterning of a source like time and day, uh, it's supposed to be time and date, has been recreated using a dome to simulate the firmament. So this is just a light pattern here, and then this is a very crude example, but it shows how you can get 30 seconds. these lighting effects. Um, circumnavigation, we uh, can circumnavigate, but anytime they try to go to the South Pole, they always bank. They never go straight through north, straight through to south, show a compass needle flip especially, and then go back to north. Flight routes, we have an emergency flight from Chicago to Dohan, and it stopped in Moscow, but despite closer emergency flight routes being more available. Uh, images of Earth, you have Photoshop because it has to be NASA using flat Earth. Sizes of the continents are extremely different. This is a water ball. And then we use flat maps, which are able to have a, time. a key and scale, and we use them to travel. Uh, and then duplication. Um, and then this is the force, which am I am I out of time here? Uh, yeah, you did run out of time, unfortunately. Uh, so okay, all right. Well, um, yeah, that that is all. And then uh, yeah, okay. Thank you very much. So that was okay. Anyway, yeah, I'll I'll stop there. No worries. If there's anything you missed, uh, I have no problem. If you want to bring it back up and uh, come full circle, that's no problem. Uh, so okay. let's just get back to our main screen here. So uh, welcome, everybody, uh, to Modern Day Debate. Uh, if it's your first time here, hit the like button. Share this out in those spaces you like having these discussions. We're having a lot of fun over here. We're discussing Flat Earth versus Globe Earth. Uh, you just heard Nathan, and I'm sorry to anybody who was seeing my screen for a second there. I'm doing a, a window capture so that we can see the speakers while they're doing their presentations because we had so many screenshots last debate. So uh, over to you, McToon. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm sharing my screen. Sharing is caring. Let me know when you can see it. Yep. We're up and running. All right. Well, my beginning will be quite similar. So how should we determine the shape of the earth? Uh, in a series of lectures by Richard Feynman, he described the key to science. So let me, I, I want to make sure that this audio comes through. Let me know if you're getting it, Ryan. Yeah. First, we guess it. Yep. <laughs> then we, well, don't laugh. That's not really true. Then we compute the consequences of the guess to see what, if this is right, if this law that we guessed is right, we see what it would imply. And then we compare those computation results to nature, or we say compared to experimental or experience, compare it directly with observation to see if it, if it works. If it disagrees with experiment, it's wrong. In that simple statement is the key to science. Um, to actually establish the shape of the Earth, it requires computing the consequences 
based on the hypothesized geometry, including applying the laws of physics. Ignore the laws of physics and you're not, you're not computing the consequences. Then you test these computations by comparing them to observations. And if the computations match, then you have evidence that your hypothesis is correct. Nothing is proven, but it supports your hypothesis. And if the observations don't match, then the hypothesis is wrong. It is falsified. But flat earthers fail to do these, uh, these in two ways mainly. First is by getting the globe computations wrong. When you ignore confounding variables, which is super common, you're strawmanning the globe. And number two, by never providing computations for flat earth. If you're unable to compute the consequences for flat earth, you showed up at the horse race without a horse. You're not able to even begin doing science. Sorry to cut you off, As Mike. A, uh, can you give your mic a little more love? Uh, you're just coming in no. a little low. Um, I don't know if I can. Okay, I'll turn you up. Don't worry. Just carry on. Oh, okay. All right. Um, as a contrast to the standard flat earth method, I'll use both globe and flat earth to compute the consequences of each hypothesis and compare them to observations. I'll use both flat and globe to predict the sunset time for my location today, February 20, 2024 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, to predict for the globe, I used NOAA's or NOAA's SalCalc website, which is on the screen there to predict the sunrise for the, or the sunset for the globe. NOAA provides a spreadsheet with the formulas for the calculations on that webpage there. If anybody wants to verify how the consequences were computed. So I calculated the sunset time for today, February 12th from Minneapolis. The globe predicted sunset time is 5.47 p.m. And uh, I was at a Thai restaurant in Richfield at 5.47 p.m. And there's the picture out the window, the sun was setting. So I personally observed it to set at 5.47 p.m. Globe confirmed. The flat earth, uh, well, that's harder. I couldn't find any resources for predicting the sunset time using flat earth, so I computed the consequences myself. To compute the sunset time for flat earth, we need to determine uh, when the sun will cross the horizon, according to flat earth. This is done by applying the laws of perspective. First, we need the elevation of the sun or flat earth. Some flat earthers give values for the height of the sun. Not very common, but some have. Samuel Rowbottom said less than 4,000 miles. Wilbur Voliva claimed 3,000 miles. Alexander Gleason, who popularized the most commonly cited flat earth map, but it's just an azimuthal equidistant projection from the globe. Anyway, in his book, he claimed the elevation of the sun to be 1,725 nautical miles or 1,985 statute miles. And Eric Dubay even gives a value himself. Both the sun and moon figure to be only about 32 miles in diameter and approximately 3,000 miles away. But there's some variation there. So I measured it myself on both equinoxes from 45 degrees north latitude, where I live in Minneapolis, hypothesizing flat earth and got 3,105 miles. Details of that on my website, if you wanna see. Um, I'll start with this number. And if any flat earthers have a different value with a more rigorous method than mine, I will be glad to use it, but I have never been given one. Sometimes, you know, I keep asking, 
But flat earthers rarely present any method, anything that's testable to determine the elevation of the sun or anything else over their own flat earth. Why not, guys? Give it a shot. Just predict it. Get to work. Roll up your sleeves. Anyway, I did it for you. Once you have the height of the sun, you need the distance from the observer to the subsolar point on flat earth. This would be easy to obtain from a real map. However, Gleason's map doesn't have a scale. There are no flat earth maps with scales. But we do have this from Gleason's map. This is, this is the thing that sometimes they call a scale. It's not a scale. You cannot take that and lay it on the, on the map to determine distances. But the part I circled there states very clearly that there's 60 nautical miles to the degree. And that is definitely true uh, for lines of latitude. I, I completely agree with it there. That is a, a fundamental part of celestial navigation. So I'll use that happily. Um, but when we do that, then we can shoehorn, you can sort of shoehorn the latitude and longitude into being a polar coordinate system. I won't go over the details. It, it's it's some algebra, high school algebra. Um, then we can apply the polar distance formula to get the distance between any two points. Again, flat earthers, I'm computing the consequences of your claims. If you think this is wrong, provide the right method. I'm, I'm uh, simply applying geometry to flat Earth's claims. The subsolar point of the sun is a position on the Earth directly below the sun. It's well known for any moment of the year. At 5.47 p.m. Central Time today, the subsolar point was 10.8 degrees south and 173.7 degrees east. This is the ocean north of New Zealand. And applying the polar distance formula, we get a distance of 7,788 miles for flat Earth. Now we can fill in the distances and apply perspective. 3,105 miles high for the sun and 7,788 miles across the surface. To apply perspective, we simply solve the triangle. Then get the angle of elevation for the sun. Right there. This is, when you solve the triangle, 21.7 degrees above the horizon. That's the flat Earth prediction for 5.47 p.m. today as what we should see from Minneapolis. But observations do not match because in reality, the sun was setting at that moment. Flat Earth falsified. Again, flat earthers, I'm simply applying geometry. If you think it's wrong, provide the right method. I don't want to hear it's wrong and then have nothing to follow up with it. Show the right method. Um, do you think there's some sort of optical effect at play? Provide the empirical evidence for these effects and, and the method to compute the consequences. And I'll be happy to update my method. Catchphrases and word salad are not a substitute for computing the consequences of your claims. There you go. All right. Well, you still had some time on the clock there, so we'll just put this back to our regular screen. We are going to put it for later. into open discussion there. Uh, so if you just got here and you're just hanging out, once again, hit the like button. We're going to be doing uh, a Q&A at the end of the debate. And you know what? For funsies, I'm going to pop a Q&A in there right now. So if you're hanging out in the live chat, at Modern Day Debate. Uh, we'll put up the poll there and you can vote. And we're going to put it into open discussion. So over to you, Pitch Lumen. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's have fun. Yeah, let's... Um, that That's... Uh, yeah, th thank you, Mike, for that. Um, 
I, I find them in with the with the keys to science, uh, compare calculations. I guess real quick, uh, Mike, could you uh, clarify, compute the consequences for me? Compute the consequences would be um, in in most instances mean doing some math. You, you would need to. Uh, now it, it doesn't absolutely always have to be that, but um, you, you can, uh, for example, if you are hypothesizing that a benzene ring is or a six six carbons in benzene is in a ring shape so computing the consequences of that would be some some way of then um you know like measuring bond angles yeah of the, like of the ring what what the angles would be yeah yeah okay so that that would be you know computing the consequences but if if uh you know if the sun is hovering over flat earth then computing the consequences of that would be well at this time of day, what angle should the sun be at um, for this location? <laughs> when should it set? What is its angular size to be? These are all these are all computations that we can do based on physical objects and known laws of physics and geometry. Okay. Um, so if, if I uh, may point out here, so in your diagrams, it had shown um, geometry, which I do agree with that the math is correct. Uh, if you measure the the height of your um, object and then the length of the shadow that it casts and the angle, you can calculate uh, the height. Uh, I would like to point out as uh, potentially some scrutiny to the um, how well that mathematics compares to reality um, as far as trying to apply it. So the uh, the claim of a, of a flat Earth has an atmosphere which can have uh, distortion, refraction, cause a shift in apparent position. There is also claimed to be a firmament, at least that I, I will claim a, a firmament uh, above us. So it is a, a structure that is a different medium from the air, especially if the air is very thin up there and then it suddenly hits a, like a dense medium. And I'm actually not sure how far embedded into the firmament the sun might be. Um, three feet or 50 feet or 100. Is it on the other side of the firmament? And maybe the water up there is another medium change. So I think that those would, uh, in, in the geometry you showed, I think you, you provided straight lines, which is accurate for geometry. But I think that those apparent distortions, the refraction to light would cause a bend of the light. So maybe those triangles are not necessarily um, ascribable to reality. Uh, because well, I, like yeah, I myself so, do not- so how would, so then my, my, my question is then, then let's go through it. Well, what's the correct way to do that then? Um, so I, I'm, I'm not sure because I don't, I don't know how to, cor um, correctly try to measure the sun as far as its height. Um, unless like, I, I can't think of anything taking a tape measure up to the firmament, even if we say we, we touched the top of a, a tape measure to the firmament and then dropped it all the way down to the ground with a really long tape measure, uh, whatever that height is, if the sun is behind that glass casing, we're not we can't put our measurement up into there and and determine that physical tangible measuring uh itself so i i actually i don't um i don't know okay. of but any does, way does glass reflect radar uh does glass it, it does it's a it's a trick question of course it does uh okay. so why when we when we point radar up to the sky uh does it not bounce and uh, show up as as um something there at some 
reasonable elevation for what the firmament would be, unless we point it at the moon. When we point it at the moon, then we do get a bounce back of that radar. And the distance is a very particular distance uh, for based on the amount of time that it takes. But everywhere else, we don't we don't get that. Well, not everywhere else, because when we point it at Venus, we get it back, or at the sun, we get it. Anyway, if we don't point it at the planets, we don't get a reflection. So why why is the firmament, which you said is glass, not reflecting radar? Um, yeah, glass. Uh, maybe I should say, I, I might have misspoken there. I guess I, I could say like crystalline structure, or it's like a, a molten glass. Uh, I don't know the exact chemical makeup of but things, the, things that would still things that would reflect radar. Well, if if it's a chemical uh, crystalline structure that we, we are not really too familiar with, it could go, it could penetrate that and then it could hit objects like if the sun and moon and luminaries have uh, some sort of reflective property, which they okay, so they do. how do we how do we do science on that then? Because this, um, this is a lot of conjecture. Yes. Conjecture uh, so I how do we go? How do we empirically verify these things? Has it been done? Um. Well, there have been things I believe, um, like Dominic and fishbowl operations, where there were things sent up into the air. Um, and I believe that the, the Van Allen belts are, are something that is claimed to to inhibit us getting out of low Earth orbit. And then no, you have like really Bill Nye who says we're in a closed system. I think that there there the are things the, the sky. I I will right. let me let me address let me address a couple of things. Yes. Um. The the uh, the Operation Fishbowl and Dominic, those were not attempting to hit the firmament. They didn't go nearly as high as as the claims of the firmament typically are, though. The, the the claims of how high the firmament are are all over the place. They vary even more than the couple examples I gave of people's sloppy guesses at the height of the sun. Um, I think there were tens of miles, not hundreds of miles up uh, in those 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 things. The the uh, we can get through the Van Allen belts, and the the quote that you're thinking of is specifically about the computer systems and navigation systems in the Artemis um, missions. So you need to certify uh, any system that uh, people write in before people write in it, that it, it won't have an error in it. So when you're, when you're that particular quote, which, which was a, a kind of a fluffy thing made for, you know, end, end users or, you know, popular consumption, not, not a scientific description of what was to going promote on. space travel. Yeah, it, it it taking that as a hard scientific statement isn't isn't the right thing. That's not its intention. So, um, the Van Van Allen belts, nobody has trouble getting through it. Um, they're not that dangerous to people. Um, uh, um, shielding against it for people is pretty easy. So, because uh, they were supposed to have had shielding back when we went to the moon, allegedly. It yes, was it, that there was a shielding in place. I think one of the astronauts said they didn't know about the uh, Van Allen radiation. So they weren't, they didn't, I don't think they had necessarily prepped for it on that journey. But if they did go through it and come back without any shielding or even with, then it would show that, yeah, they, that Van they, Allen they radiation did are okay. They did, have, they did have shielding. They were inside of a craft. That craft is the shielding. It was metal. How do you shield from that? Thin pieces of paper will, will shield you well against alpha particles. Beta particles, you need a little bit more, and metal is is just fine. Okay. So. All right. Well, and that's so like with things of the sky, like distance to the luminaries or something like that. That is something that I I will readily uh, admit that I don't have precise measurements, the size, the shape, 
Uh, I, I think that they, you would you would maybe be assuming distance or size and then calculating based off of that because if you don't know the size, you don't know the distance, or if you don't know the distance, you don't know the size. You, you I think that those I mean, I, those I went through the math. No part of the math used the size. Okay. I I, I would you don't need I to would. know the size. And Nathan, yeah. I know you're 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 not bad at math. I know that you followed along with it's that. Tough, and, though. Right? Yeah, no, I I I did follow. I just I I would that that's part of what like with this sky with claims like that, I don't I don't know exactly the specifics of the sky, which is why I would prefer to focus on on the ground um because i i think that though that's a little more testable and um like airplanes and stuff i think could be more known um but that's what uh i i was uh yeah i didn't want to bring that test to the site because oh and then uh with the sunset too by the way that that thai restaurant is is good um spicy have food. you been there oh uh, yeah yeah Joy, it's, it's... joy's thai restaurant i haven't been there for a long time but yeah they did not ask how spicy i wanted it which usually Ooh. in Minnesota means it's going to be not spicy, but it was. Yeah, they're one still like a four. So um, yeah. the, the place is heat. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, this is where we've gone, right? That's I, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am curious. The uh, even too like with with the sunset, you do have something like um, like refraction that can be at at sunrise, and that even like I think the global claim sometimes the sun is maybe set before it's actually set. Yeah, or actually, above. I have a I have a a thing I can show if, if you don't mind on yeah. refraction in the air. Can I, uh, it's showing that. Okay. All right. Hold on. I need to switch on. My You're good system. to go. Okay. So here, here is, here is a uh, Batman there. He's, he's looking at a building. Um, and this is, this is no refraction. The, the light goes straight. Um, and so that light, if we take that be that beam of light that started there at the top of the building and then we add some refraction, you can see that beam of light won't get to Batman's eyes. It'll, you know, hit, hit the ground somewhere before him. So then if we look at another beam of light that came out from that uh, that point, because the light emits in all directions from, from the surface, unless it's got something special going on, that light that initially would have gone over Batman's head is bent down. That's what Batman sees. And to Batman, he sees it at an apparent higher position. So this is downward refraction. And you mentioned that. You had a picture of downward refraction in your uh, in your presentation. So downward refraction causes distant objects to appear higher. Um, I have a significant amount of, of documentation on that on my website, mctune.net slash refraction. So I'm not just saying this blindly. But I'd like to see, could you bring up your your thing of the uh, the Chicago skyline. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because I have that uh, that thing from Skiba. I have it. It's um it's, it's on the floor behind me here. Um, I want to point out something that's uh, that's important. Uh, this here. That's the one. Yep. So now look at on the left side there, you've got the demonstration done by the, um, the the scientists, as you said. I think it's a teacher somewhere. And you see there's a magnifying glass there. You see that that ring there on the other side of the table? Yep, I should be able to, if you can see my mouse this here. Yep, so you're looking through the top of the magnifying glass. And the top of the magnifying glass will cause light to bend down because of the way that it's shaped. Right. 
Then okay. on the right side there, you don't see it, but that, that box there on the bottom there, that bottom of the three there, you don't really see it in this particular picture, but Skiba is using the bottom part of the magnifying glass there. And the bottom part of the magnifying glass will cause light to bend up, not down. So this is this is a, a straw man of the flat model or a straw man of, of how refraction actually works because refraction, uh, you need to use the other part of it. And I, I don't have it handy, but I, I actually did the same thing and I moved the magnifying glass down because I've got a, a table with leaves in it and I, I dropped it down a little bit so that only the top part, just like in the, the demonstration there on the left side, so only the top part of the magnifying glass is being used, and it causes it to set, uh, um, or it, it causes it to be a little bit higher. So it sets a little later, but it's still, um, actually, it doesn't set because it's over a, a flat table. So it makes it higher. But it, 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 it still appears to go down. It just is further back. It, yeah, it never set when you do it. Okay. When and you, so, when you so... refract light the correct way, it doesn't set. So what what I how I would respond to that would be if if you do use another portion of the lens that does cause it to require to go further away uh, to get that apparent of setting, you also have when we look out to the to the sun, for example, for a sunrise or sunset, we also have the ground itself and the sky converging on a point where yeah, that's, that that's is going to create a, a vanishing yeah. line and things and, and so you can hide information visual information beyond that line and i'm going to need uh, empirical evidence supporting that claim i've heard that claim many times but never seen any evidence for it um uh, what you described though is is an application of perspective things get smaller as they get farther away but the mm -hmm. sun can never be close to the horizon on flat earth the the, the uh Example here that I used for Minneapolis would was twenty over twenty one degrees in elevation, nowhere near. Not so even if, close. Well, that it was twenty one degrees based on an assumed height and without any medium um, or medium measured change. Height. A measured height. I measured the height, hypothesizing flat Earth, so not assumed. Yeah, it was measured um, twenty one degrees, but there is yeah. there's medium and atmosphere that it's traveling through, plus yes, any and, firmament uh, structure. Uh, that it would be Again, would hold, be passing through. I'm, I'm well. just going with empirical evidence, though. There's no empirical evidence for the firmament. It's just an empty claim. Well, Not so science. That, a re, it's just a religious belief, right? That you don't have evidence for it. That is, I do not have a piece of firmament in my hand, which I think oh, would. That, uh, that's if, not if what the I, firmament. I, I wouldn't. No, no, I'm not expecting that. Right? I said radar. I mean, there's other. There's yeah. many ways to to confirm that something exists other than just going there and chipping off a piece of it. Yes. Well, what I, so like if, uh, so you say with perspective, if you have, um, if you have perspective, you get something like the objects that are further away, they will shrink. And then, yep. um, there is also a, a, a change in apparent size. And that's actually one thing magnification well, does help to you keep said the, the same size. thing twice. They, they shrink and they get smaller, right? They, uh, that's the same thing. They do get smaller. Yeah, and solving they, triangles is how we how we can resolve those things. That's how you apply perspective. Yes, they have they have an, an apparent size. And then as you as you go further away, if you have refraction bending the light downward, the light the sun won't have to go as far away because it will be be being bent down. So that will cause the light eventually to not reach Batman's eyes 
for the sun and it will I, hit the I, ground instead and run. Yeah, but, but the light emits in all directions from the sun. So you'll still see it. It's just the light that, that would have otherwise, without refraction, gone over Batman's head. Well, that's where I think you can get into things like the 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 optical effects of of light with a dome, uh, where you can get light to like this here is a light source, and it's it's going further out towards um, what would this be South uh, South America over here, but it's not even it's it's hardly going past the North Pole here. So there does appear to be, and this is a very crude example, but I think if there is an all wise, all intelligent, all knowledgeable creator they would be able to set up a system so well engineered that it allows us to to perceive a sun that can keep its right. it's at the right I, I, distance just, and angle to the material dude that's a hypothesis that you can't even begin to think about testing but here's my question for this one uh yes. my my response that 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 acrylic dome that you're pointed that you have there it has an index of refraction of about 1.5 and the light is in an area of air which has an index of refraction of about 1.0 in reality, the air above us is not an index of refraction of 1.5. It's 1.0. And if there is your, your hypothesized dome, then, then it has the index of refraction of 1.5 or something more. So you actually have it inverted. This example is the opposite of what your claim actually is. So that so light would be light would be bending upwards because of the the dome, because this no, this no, dome no. is showing a lighting pattern that could, that matches. Uh, it is, time and but it, render it. not quite. But but let's let's imagine. I'll give you grant you for a second the imagination that it did match somehow time and date. Um, Thank you. It, it won't it won't match the direction that the sun appears to come from. Well, that won't work. But Let's ignore that for a second. The problem is that air does not have an index of refraction of 1.5, and that's what your example here is using. And it's using an index of refraction of 1.0 outside the air portion of it. So you've swapped it. So what you need to do to test to see if your hypothesis could even begin to work is to put air on the inside and on the outside have some sort of a structure, your your uh, dome stand-in or analog. Some sort of crystalline so you, yeah. and maybe so water behind it. Yeah, you see, you've done the opposite. So this yeah. this isn't okay. evidence for for flat Earth doing light patterns as you as you hope it does because it's the wrong materials, the wrong index of refraction. Yeah, that would make sense. So this would have to be something that would be. Uh, recreated in an inverse, having a pocket of air inside the yeah. dome, and then uh, and then medium different mediums outside, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be something that I will have to. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to look into into that. Um, do you mind if I uh, bring it to the um, to the ground? Okay. Uh, so let's go, uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, this, this here is just, um, an image of a, a bay where you can see it's the same, same day, but at, at sometimes you can see, uh, the, the, you know, so much of the horizon and then at other times more is exposed. And so, uh, I'm curious, like if, if we have these different days where there's different amounts of refraction or the temperature is different, um, 
how do we get uh, how, how do we get these observations that appear to have multiple data points that if you line them up, they're, they're linear? Is there uh, is there any demonstration that you're aware of that can show a, a surface that is is curved that can recreate using refraction, using lensing, uh, any variables that can that can create a known curved surface to appear? planar like beyond mathematics i'm talking like a, a demonstration yeah yeah um so there is i i uh i I'm, I'm not exactly remembering where it is um but he's on discord a lot and he has so he this um somebody in the chat can maybe help me remember his name he's super super nice guy um he he did a uh salt in a or sugar in a tank of water and he created a curved, he used a curved piece of metal, I think, and he suspended it in the middle of the tank. From the side, you can see that it's curved. And then, but but from the end to end, you look through it and it appears flat. Um, it, no, it's not doofus, man, man. So something you are, like. you're looking through, you're looking the long Jesse, way. You're looking out Jesse towards Catholic the horizon. Light. Yes. And, and I'll see if appears, I can find it. Yeah. Yes, if, if you could, please. Um, because that that is something that uh, I hope makes sense uh, like here where like with with a, one of the things that that biblical earthers get a lot of flippers get a lot is like bottom up disappearance. And and this here is a, a flat surface. At least it's it's a floor. It's you know flat enough. And I'm sure carpenters and everything would, would talk about that. It's flat enough. And these objects are certainly large enough to to be to scale. And this is showing that the the flat earth can actually demonstrate hiding objects that would be bigger and harder so, to hide. Yeah, so I will I'll ask what is the um the the conditions that is being simulated there. Uh so like what is would... the the the, uh, the lapse rate that's being simulated? Uh the the exact lapse rate I, I I don't have. I will say that it is um it is using the, the variable of temperature variation uh because over uh something like water uh, and land, water has a different uh heat specificity. So uh it holds hold, on. Hold to... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up a little bit here. So just back up two sentences and, and uh, say it again. The the water uh, water has a higher heat specificity than land, so water what, what, stores. Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? Wa water stores heat. <laughs> it takes more energy to heat water up than okay. it does to heat land up. So okay, the, I get, there okay, will hold be, on. Yeah, it's called specific heat. Yeah, you're you're, you're wit sitting on me here. It's My, not specificity. I, I, do, I, <laughs> I don't mean I I was I was taught um, heat specificity as a as the term you, for it. Are you serious? Okay. Yeah, well, four four point one four eight or something like that. It's specific heat. Four point. Yeah. Heat. Well, yeah. I, I water think that's is the, water is the definition. Yeah. Uh, it's but yeah, top. specific heat. It, it water takes a lot of energy to heat up, and so the, yes. the 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 point of it is that is that temperature would be different over water than over air than over land. So there are a, a mixture of temperatures, uh, and you can have hot and cold, and so that can cause. Yeah, that's why I this, asked. What yeah. is this? what is this um simulating what is the the actual index of refraction gradient that this used for this demonstration uh the index of refraction i i'm 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 not sure that this is just showing that the the claim of changes of temperature 
is enough to to cause a hiding of the bottoms of buildings of of shorter buildings and and to cause us to reveal something that would be similar to only seeing the the top portion of tall buildings or bottom the bottom of uh the top sails and mass of a boat uh this this shows that there's a variable that that we yeah. can use and, and okay put okay through. i i asked you because i I, I I didn't know if you knew, but you don't. That's that's fine. Um, in order to cause this type of effect, you need to have a, a, a specific index of refraction gradient or a lapse rate, as it's sometimes called, where you have an index of refraction that's um, low near the ground and high as you go up, which is the opposite of what we see in reality almost all the time. So re, this is this is showing the opposite. The um, can, refraction. Can you say that? Would, can you say that one more time? Yeah, it's sorry. It, it's it's because it's inverted. So, um, in order to cause things to appear to get blocked by a flat surface, you need an index of refraction gradient where the index of refraction is low near the ground and increasing as it goes up. But that okay. that's not that's not a stable position because generally that means that you have denser air higher than lower and they want to reverse then so you'll get this churning effect and they they swirl around and things like that it's unstable where it is stable to have a low uh uh more sorry a denser air with a higher index of refraction at the bottom and less dense air as you go up which has a lower index of refraction so then if I may ask, going back to the, the planar recreation, you had mentioned that there was a, a, a tank with salt water that was used to give an appearance of linear, despite the, the metal itself being curved. Yes. Um, so isn't that going from um, a, a low density medium into a very high density medium into a medium density medium, and, and then uh, back through the, yeah, the glass on the other end? It's, it's low density at the uh at as you go up so it's highest density at the bottom but this demonstration you have here um well it's not on the screen anymore but the demonstration you had would that one there yeah that would require the inverse so wouldn't wouldn't this if if, if the person is looking through the fish tank aren't they like it, they're looking through a, a low density and they're looking horizontally as opposed to considering like the changes as you go vertical they're looking horizontal and they are looking through themselves. They're looking through low density, extreme high density, and then the density changes as you go through salt water to get an apparent, um, an apparent flat look to to something. Because um, this, like these these examples here, are all through air. Like these are all through air, and then this yeah. here is through air as well. And yeah, well, so it's, it's I, I simulated. Just, it seems yeah, it's a, it's a it's an attempt to try to isolate or say, hey, we claim a variable and then we want to try to show can it. And I think that's that's the point of this demonstration is just to show that it is possible to use natural conditions. There's no blaster furnace or extreme freezer or anything like that. This is this is using natural conditions to show that it yeah. is actually possible to get the bottom uh, up disappearance. And I am uh, curious uh, as well. Um because I, I know we like people have have made measurements of and observations, uh, say just across lakes, large lakes or bodies of water, and they've done it at freshwater, saltwater lakes, bays, and everything, various distances, um, long and short, you know, relatively yeah. speaking. 
Um, okay. But then I, I have they also I have it ready if you want to see. Yes. Um, I will stop sharing. But uh, we see we see these these various um, far sightings in various conditions, and I'm just uh, there is actually something that I'll, I'll pull up um, once you're done. But it, it has to do with in um, in chemistry. I I learned for refraction that you have your standard temperature and pressure that you make a measurement at 20 degrees standard pressure atmospheric pressure and if you add one degree celsius to that measure uh to the the conditions you have to take your measured refractive index and then you have to add 0 0.0004 and if you go colder than 20 degrees for every one degree celsius you have to subtract 0 0.0004 so the hot and cold temperatures actually change your refractive index and yeah. one will bend light further or less than the other and we do see far in both conditions of cold and hot despite them having opposite bending effects on light and i can i'll show my i'll show the, the document after that but yes right, well, go, here, ahead, here uh, is... go ahead yeah, here's the video. Are you getting this, Ryan? Yeah, we got it. And uh, okay. yeah, if you're hanging out in the live chat right now, uh, we still got, well, we had a planned 20 minutes of uh, open discussion before we move into the Q&A. So if uh, you haven't gotten a question in there, there's tons of questions. So uh, once we move into that, I think we're going to be here for quite some time, gentlemen. So just brace for impact. Um, but hey, with Mike, glad? it's never long enough. Who doesn't <laughs> want to hear him? He's got, he's, this is the science. This is actual contention. Mike is awesome. You yeah. guys are awesome. Honestly, this has been one of the, <laughs> one of my favorite ones to host because I get to sit here and just listen to you guys uh, chit chat and uh, aren't you guys glad though let me know in the live chat if you're happy that you can see the speakers on screen I know I messed it up at first and you could see me typing in the live chat ha 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 Ryan's silly <laughs> but isn't it nice that we can see our speakers while they're doing the screen presentations because there has been a, a few of them so hit the like button over to you McToon uh, without further ado all right so <clears throat> there you see I'm going to play it you'll see that that bar in the water is curved right there and he's showing now the laser going uh right over the bar and the laser matching the curve of the bar he's got like some little uh topography that he added and the laser is actually bending more than that bar and then he'll show us from the end here he gets down closer to it and you can see when you get right down to the end here that bar which is curved in reality looks straight so there you go right there so that bar looks straight um which we know is curved in reality and that's the that's what bending downward of light causes uh and that's uh again the index of refraction is highest at the bottom which which is similar it's the analog to cold air over over water for example and then as it goes up, the uh, index of refraction reduces, which it, which would be similar to the air over water um, getting slightly warmer as it goes up. So there's the. Uh, would you be able to um, would you be able to to back that up a little bit? Um, and also, if if you could send this to me, or I'll I'll, I'll probably watch this again because I this is yeah this is something I'll. Uh, definitely be needed to look at just curious too about those uh nodes that he has sticking up on the metal those are um it's some sort of a it's like a clay that's a uh, meant to simulate topography like and he's shining he's shining the laser by the clay 
Yes, buy it. Okay. Um, I and then I just noticed there at the beginning, so it kind of looks like that that laser is entering into the glass uh straight. Yeah, it's coming into the glass orthogonal. Okay, so the, the yeah. laser is level and then it goes upwards uh with the the curvature. So this so then I, uh, yeah, I would ask right. so you could yeah, you could be right there. The the laser might be not quite orthogonal so that it 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 matches the angle of the the left side of that bar. Okay. And I, I'm curious too because this is showing um I, I I would I would wonder what the observation would be if you uh because like if we're if we're talking about like the the four lights experiment or those uh observation or those those windmill bases that would be uh on a globe you would be looking tangent out and then um and then they would they would be dropping down uh whereas this this bar is kind of going with a with a hump and so um I'm curious if this would have the the same effects uh tangents uh going tangent as opposed to going uh riding the the curve uh, the curvature of the I, I imagine it would because this appears a little more um severe so so the light is going it goes once it enters into the salt water it travels upward and then once it gets to about that halfway point that's where it will start to then bend due to refraction as soon as it's, yeah when it's in the water then it's going to begin bending due to the the index of refraction gradient so how does how does the light go upwards uh to get up the curve the angle that the light is uh outside the um the tank it's slightly bent up so like i said i i misspoke when i said it's orthogonal to the the tank it's not it's it's tipped up a little bit it goes, which could maybe I don't I don't know if that could have something to do with reflection, um, as far as well, what, the, the angle you receive is the angle yeah, you once reflect. It's, yeah, once it's past that the the glass or whatever the tank is made out of, then then its effect on the the path of light is done. It can't affect it later on. It's yeah, it's already gone through it. It could maybe tweak the initial entrance into the medium though into the tank. It 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 certainly. Uh, it very likely does because it's not coming in orthogonal. It's got a little bit of an upward angle to it. So like, like you know, the cover of the uh, Dark Side of the Moon album by Pink Floyd. Not, yeah, not as severe because it's, the, yeah, because the, the, the glass is parallel. Both sides are parallel. It's not angled like on that uh, album cover. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and prisms, prisms specifically are chosen because they have a high index of refraction and uh fish tanks it's not super desirable to have a high index of refraction of course strength is more important but um when they're parallel pane with a when the pane of glass is parallel it doesn't have that same effect like on the dark side of the moon cover but it does affect it it is going to come in it's going to refract towards the normal and then when it comes out it's going to refract towards the normal again okay um so that would be ref refracting towards. So it goes okay. So it goes up, and this will be yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to look into because the the laser does appear, uh, the the spacing of the laser from the metal it does look to be, riding riding that the contour of that metal. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, do you mind if I real quick, let me pull this up. Could I just show? Um... Sure, if you can end your, uh, your screen share there, McToon. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Over to you, Nathan, when you're ready. All right. I'm just trying to find the um... – here it is. Uh, this is my chance. Smash, smash the like. Smash it. Yeah. yeah. If you're watching on <laughs> McToons too, I mean, hey, why not? You know, I think you're still streaming over there. You know, join I over am. here uh, for a second. <laughs> Hit the I, like. Join in the poll. Hey, like it if you like it, right? Uh, while you're, you're while we're on this little uh, aside here, n dash ninety nine percent God uh, wants to debate me. I could, I would mention it in the modern day debate chat, but I still cannot chat there, Ryan. Don't look at me. Ryan. I'll figure this out. I swear. On, I'm going to figure this out. Uh, Get this dude in. Get him in. <laughs> I'm going to figure um, that out. But um, yeah, honestly, uh, I just I just gave that uh, that individual uh, mine and James's email. So you can email me at bc.adt at outlook.com or james at moderndaydebate at gmail.com uh, if you'd like to participate at Modern Day Debates. Uh, I know James is pretty busy writing his thing right now. So if you, know, you want to get a hold of me, that's cool. If you want to get a hold of James, you might be waiting a little bit, but you know, then you'll be getting to talk to, uh, uh, to the top notch boss there. So, uh, let's carry on fellas. You had your, yeah, okay. uh, so, yep. Uh, is it, you see this here, this paper? I gotcha. Okay. So yeah, this is, uh, talking about the index of reflect, uh, refraction. Uh, so this, uh, talks about the velocity of light. It's not constant in all medium, the bending of a beam of light as it passes through the interference of two different media as a consequence of the variation. Uh, so it talks a little bit about how to, to calculate the uh, index of refraction. And so uh, this here is actually um, the standard temperature for measurement of the refractive index is 20 degrees Celsius. If the temperature deviates from this, a correction of 0.0004 degrees uh, per degree above 20 must be added or a correction of the same amount must be subtracted from the value read directly from the refractometer. So this is talking, and then it gives an example here about how uh, you would alter uh, the, the measurement. Um, and so this this actually uh, I would put in line with, um, for, for example, the, uh, the four lights observation was done in winter. And then actually even in the, um, in the, uh, this here. Oh. So this is winter. This is a frozen lake. Uh, and then there this you here. You're not showing yet. Is, it says that you're starting. Is, there you go. It's ready. Okay. Uh, so so this this here, uh, these the bases of these windmills would be in, in a warmer weather condition. And then these here would be in a colder weather condition because this is a frozen lake. So this is showing that despite temperatures influence on light bending it in alternate directions changing the refractive index uh that we actually match measure we have to apply correction we are able to see very far despite uh the the weather conditions um and then this can go into things like i, I think it's the mount Kanagu, the the extremely long distance um observations that we are able to make despite the claim of a of a globe which and and one thing to consider about the the planet Earth or the globe Earth, um, planet Earth, is uh, the, 
And this might be a false sense of illusion of knowledge or something. I, I don't know how to the, the words there. Um, but with, with the globe, we're claimed that we know the um, we're claiming that we, we know the distance of the sun, the size of the moon, how far away stars are and what they're made of. So there's a lot of claim to knowledges of of um, of the sky and, and these sorts of things. But I, I think that there are. There's a there's a lot that we are, are still trying to understand, um, but we do the, the claim of the globe is that the Earth has a, a given radius and a given curvature rate. And I, I know the eight inches per mile squared is an approximation that is like up, up to a percent off, I think, out to like a thousand eight, eight, eight inches, eight inches per mile squared is perfectly fine when used in the right method. But yeah, because it doesn't factor in observer it. height, right? It, yeah, it, it's not it's not a, a method to determine the amount of bottom up obstruction. It's a fine method to, to measure or to predict a horizontal or sorry, linear drop from a horizontal tangent. But it a lot of people say it's the curvature rate. The curvature rate is not. It's the curvature rate is one degree per 69 miles or one degree per 60 nautical miles. That is the curvature rate. Yeah, eight, eight, eight inches, per, inches per mile of Earth traversed would curve, but that's that's you would have you would basically be resetting your. It's a, yeah, it's a drop. Is that's all that's giving you is a drop from a horizontal tangent, and I've used that in several things. Jaron used it in his um, his experiment in the movie, and and it's the correct formula. In that instance, he he still made an error in his math, uh, but it's the correct formula. So you need to use the correct formula correctly. You almost got it. You almost got it. Okay. Um, and actually, uh, real quick, I would I would like to say this too, hopefully to maybe get a little bit of uh, heat off of, of Jaren. But uh, if, if I might just real quick address that that movie, uh, the documentary or what some people call a mockumentary behind the curve, um, Jaren had said, and I believe there are some globe defenders, maybe people who are not too fond of the flat earth idea as well. People have contacted those there um, and people have on both sides said that that night nothing was shown. And Jaron actually, I believe some people made um, so, some money or something off of his interesting quotes and he he did not. And so I, I would just like to point out that that documentary, there was things about the the directors and them not being quite quite honest with him or telling him all of their work before he agreed to do that. Um, and then there was also like they had wanted to make it a balanced representation until I believe it. A kid rose up at um, a convention and had said that some of the flat earth stuff was kind of making sense. So they decided this is a little bit serious. So we should kind of slant the message um, a little bit um, because, yeah, I think that both parties left that night with that experiment with Jaron um, that they had had said, yeah, it's not really conclusive. We've gotten results kind of showing both. So I just kind of wanted to to state that as well. And we can talk about like the measurements of the yeah. 15 degrees. I, I, uh, I I've throw that out analyzed, I've analyzed what he did in a lot of detail. Uh, I did a video on it a while ago. Um, and I, someday, someday Jaron might be ready to talk about it, but he's not ready yet. Um, all right. I have, I have something to show you. You were talking about frozen Lake. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there is empirically confirmed uh, measurements of the effects of the index of refraction change. So, uh, and and the biggest driver of it in the low atmosphere is temperature. And uh, over over water, water has a high um, he, uh, <laughs> heat Specific index. Heat. 
or specific. I, I didn't want to say it wrong. I'm like, darn it. You got specific, specific yeah. heat. <laughs> so it has a high specific heat. So uh, it, it changes temperature during the day slowly. So in the afternoon, when the air has had a lot of time to warm up, the water is still much cooler than the air. So on a sunny day, the the lapse rate is maximized in the afternoon and it peaks after sunset. Uh, cold lakes, and you live in Minnesota like I do, and maybe you've walked on a lake like I have, you can be comfortable. You could, you could have your coat unzipped, you could have your hat off, and your feet are dying because they're so cold when you're walking on a lake. Because the because that ice is not going to melt, it's going to be at freezing temperature. Uh, it it mm -hmm. just absorbs all of the heat. So there's a very high index of refraction gradient or temperature gradient first above a water lake. does just as a, a fun fact. Water does have some interesting freezing behaviors around the 32 degree zero degree Celsius mark. There's like Celsius. zero to four. It's it's incredible. It, water. it is Way very water. unique. If water did not do that life probably could not exist because lakes would freeze bottom up instead of top down. Um, so yeah. anyway, um, and uh, every year in the spring, we get to see that in lakes. You'll, you'll be walking along, you'll see a lake, it's frozen, it's frozen. And then the next day, completely gone because it, it the whole thing inverts. It's pretty cool. Okay, so the index of refraction gradient uh, or the lapse rate, the lapse rate of one, this is the key, the key number, empirically confirmed, one degree per... 10 meters is is the is the number that is that is an important number so what happens is as we saw that 10 meters that, raise in elevation vertical yes okay. so that that beam of light that laser that we saw um has a curve to it and that curve has a radius in the air that the curve the radius of that curve is equal to the radius of the earth when the temperature gradient is one degree over 10 meters vertical, right? Yeah, and, can you say that one more time? So the, the yeah, the, the uh, lapse rate is the vertical temperature gradient. When the lapse rate is one, de one degree Celsius per 10 meters, then the radius of the ray of light is 6,300 um, kilometers. So that would match the, so the, the measured empirical lapse rate of one degree per 10 meters happens to be what is required to bend light along the contour of the earth. This, yep, the same radius of the, yeah. And it's, okay. and, and it's rarely exactly that, right? If it's more than that, then light will bend down more and, and hit the surface more and reflect off of the surface if it's a shiny surface like water tends to be. Um, so um, uh, okay, it, so so yeah, uh, just a second. So so, um, I had one more thing before I. Oh oh, uh, again on my website mc2.net/refraction, I have several of these. I have a list on there, and the final one that that's on there is the one that that is particularly to the point where they use the lapse rate and they measure the the curve and how much and, and match them up to determine empirically how much they match. So, uh, the point is. One degree Celsius is is enough to curve light if it's if it's over ten meters. So if it's less than ten meters and you get ten a one degree change, it's a big deal. It's gonna it's gonna curve the light. That more. would be a lot of refraction. Yes. So here is 
my personal measurements using a NIST certified thermometer on a lake in Minnesota. So here we have at, uh, this is just above, what's this, 18 inches. So it's half a meter, right? I did these, it's, I have a uh, an imperial tape measure, but I did it at, at metric elevations. Way so half go. a meter. Go metric. Point, we should, yes. we really should. Si Ryan's way ahead of us in Canada. Do, si do science and metric. So 0. Yes. 0.2 degrees Celsius Base at, 10. at half a meter. Here is at one meter, 0.7 degrees Celsius. Here is 0.9 at one and a half meters and 1.2 at two meters. So we actually get a full degree change in one and a half meters, which is a significantly higher lapse rate than is necessary to bend that ray of light more than the radius of the earth. So I, I don't know if that if that hits you. I don't know if that sinks in. But but this this means that that over ice, uh, over ice, you, the index of refraction, the sorry, the coefficient of refraction. Coefficient of re refraction is how much light bends in relation to the radius of the Earth. The coefficient of refraction is very high. Okay. So I, I maybe I have um I have two questions here. Uh one might be would the lapse rate be as strongly increasing here on ice? Would it be similar if you were doing it over warm water? Um, because we've we've made long observations over uh, warm conditions. And then um, I, I would ask too about the the lapse rate or the the implications on the refraction of um, like again for the the linear observations we make in the natural world and then the attempted recreation of a curved piece of material uh is the lapse rate using glass mediums and uh salt water sugar water are those com comparable to conditions we could find in uh looking over water in in our in our natural world uh well those are those are like the one from jesse that's a, uh, that's a proof of concept that he didn't do anything to measure the index of refraction gradient. And of course the lapse rate that's in the air is significantly different than, than the salinity lapse rate in a tank of water. I don't know if anybody's done any of the, uh, the application of the salinity lapse rate in a tank of water. I think that's probably outside what anybody would would have previously <laughs> been doing it, but it, it so the that's point a frontier is, of science. It, it certainly somebody could do that, but I think that the point is, it was a, a proof of concept. Can can okay. a and you asked the question, so this yes. was just the answer that can a, a an index of refraction gradient cause something that is definitely curved to appear straight, and um, as we saw, then yes. And, and I think that is important to note, too, that these are like uh, maybe you would agree, uh, Mike, that it is it's important to be able to have kind of maybe these rough outlines of proof of concept where you can kind of show it. And then to be able to, you know, if you have the engineering, the apparatuses, uh, the level of precision, you can get more into controlled experiments and isolate more variables and set things. And then you can use those 
uh, laboratory empirical extrapolations and you can turn them into things that you're then able to predict with. But I think it's, it's good to have these proof of concepts to show that things are tenable and plausible and that they can actually then hopefully be tried to be used to establish a further understanding of our of our world. Um, just to inject right quick, Nathan, because I know that you're just about to go on this next thought. Um, before we get too far back down into what we were discussing, we got lots of questions in the live chat, and that is going to keep you guys uh, potentially tied up for a little bit. But I want to check, um, how much longer do you guys want to keep the open discussion going before we get some of the audience interaction, uh, push the conversation along? Because I don't mind if we have a long Q&A where you guys are you know, expounding on what people are talking about, because it seems you have a lot of ideas. But uh, what are you guys thinking? Maybe 10, 15, or did you want to get there quicker? I have one question or one topic that I'd like to bring up, and maybe yeah. Nathan has one. All right, let's let's, let's give her 10, and then we'll okay. get to the uh, Q&A there, guys. And okay. We can try. We'll, we might be swift here. We'll see. All right. Well, okay. we'll see. Don't worry, Spanos. Don't let me rush you. Uh, in your presentation, you said that the seasons on flat earth are caused by the sun moving in and out. Uh, and I have a, a little, that's got the little Gleason projection from the globe map. So the, the, the sun doing small circles in, uh, in June and doing big circles in, in December and varying between them. So the radius of that, uh, that rotation is varying constantly in a yeah. sign pattern so what is the cause of the variation in the radius of that uh, circle so the uh the philosophical framework for a flat earth as far as like a, um, the, the medium that carries light would be the ether and so there would be a, a rotating vortex that uh interacts with light uh, it also appears to have some impact on matter based on the Elias effect, uh, an eclipse during with a pendulum swinging. Um, so the if you think of like a bike wheel, you have the, the center and then radially out, the whole bike wheel turns at the same rate of, we'll just say 15 degrees per hour or 15 degrees per you know unit of time. And so you would have no matter where you're at, so long as you're on the spoke, uh, that same spoke, you're going to keep your 15 degree heading. There would just be an increase as you go outwards. You would have a greater arc to cover. And so that would, um, from what I've, I've seen and heard and, and gathered so far, it appears that sun rises and sun sets in the northern summer are, um, they, they take kind of a while. There's light lasting for a little bit, for a quite, quite a while longer than in the northern winter, southern summer the the sunsets and sunrises have a, a much briefer twilight uh time um as opposed to uh, um what would maybe be a symmetry because of the earth and uh, mike do you know is the globe claimed to orbit the sun on a plane or is the orbit as well tilted not just the earth's axis of rotation uh well yeah the earth orbits in a plane okay so and, then and it, I would the plane is not identical to the other planets in the solar system. Okay. So then what I would um what I would suspect then would be the case with the globe is if you have a globe tilted and and this is the sun. I wasn't here. asking about the globe though. No, no, no. I'm just uh I I would I I so the I I think it has to do with the 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 
vortex of the ether rotates. And so everything on that spoke, if you're closer in or further out from the center, you're going to keep that rotational heading because the whole apparatus is arcing in the same um, angular distance. It's it's covering the same whether you're in or out. Um, and and I, I do believe with the sunrise and sunset, it, that I, I could get on right. into the globe. Right. Let, me, let me re-ask the question because you didn't really go to answering it. You said that the sun moves in and out through the seasons, and that's what causes the seasons. So what causes the sun to change the radius of its circles above flat Earth? Uh, so I, I do believe the sun was made with a path set in mind. It could be an interaction as far as like the, the phenomena of what's push, uh, pushing and pulling the, the sun in and out. Um, it could have to do with the positions of, of okay. the it's that's good I, I don't I don't need a whole bunch of what ifs okay right? if you if you don't have an actual empirically verified answer then just say that and and then we can then the audience can say okay well it's just faith yeah and that well it, it would be I, I think it, it could have something to do with with the charge uh how far away it, it is um just guesses it's just it, it, it could it, be it is but again it could be this, it, it could be this. It's the None sky. This is empirically that, that is something that I, I do. I do admit that the sky is is a frontier to us, um, unlike the the Earth. Uh, so uh, yeah, but it is it is something that I think is. Uh, it, it, I, I I have hypotheses and speculation, um, and and it I, I think using a bike tire as an analogy, uh, the sun is staying within the, the vortex, and if if you put an object in a, in a fluid and you rotate the fluid, it's going to keep, it's going to keep that, that heading. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would probably go with, with something like that. Um, could I, I, sorry, I don't, I, that might not be a, a sufficient answer, but I do. I mean, I will, I will initially off the bat, I'll claim that I, I, the sky is a lot less substantiated, um, from my understanding. Um, uh, so uh do you do you mind if i ask a, a question all right well i just if i could strap go for, it yeah go for it respond yeah. you in the beginning of your presentation you talked about falsification and and uh, so you don't even have a falsifiable uh guess as to what it could be so that's not science that's not scientific that's not empirical it, it really is just a phase would so, you okay. equate the ether to this is not my question but uh, okay. playing off of that would you equate the ether which is maybe not as substantiated as um something like dropping a pen uh would you substantiate that with space-time fabric because that also is not able to be quantified is able to be manipulated or malleable or handled or measured uh it is also mathematically uh, conceptual uh it's a framework uh yeah, so so the bending and warping and the the, the properties of space time have been empirically confirmed. Uh, the properties of the hypothesized ether, which at at one time both of them were just hypotheses, but uh, the hypothesized ether, being specifically the luminiferous ether or what Klinker Fuse called the undulating theory of light, being the medium through which light tra travels. That particular definition of ether does not have any empirical evidence for it. Um, 
But so I do, I do agree that of, versions of Ether can yeah. and, and have been falsified by empirical testing, but I, I do believe that there are um, Ether frameworks that are able to account for. Well, yeah, and, and so then when you when you change the definition of it and assign the name Ether to it, it gets confusing because now the word is overloaded. You've got multiple things that both have the same name. Well, if we if approach anybody's... it scientifically, we could discard those ether theories, like Feynman said. If you if it doesn't if it doesn't conform to the evidence, you throw it out. Yeah. So we can we can throw out that ether and then form a new ether framework, and then try to explain based on our updated observational um, gatherings, our our updated understanding of of how phenomena are, um, the variables, the conditions that can cause things to be. Um, so, so so all of that needs to be done though. Right. Yes. There are just kind of some some ideas. There are some vague ideas and some less vague ideas. Yeah. But, well, I will. Uh, I've I mean, not I'll, seen back, back confirmation. To, if it's if it's um like if, if if it came to to where I had to really make a stand, I would I would still claim that uh, what goes on up in the sky, if the whole sky turned purple, that doesn't mean that the grass is purple. Uh, the what goes on in the sky is secondary to the the primary of the ground of geomorphology. The, the shape of, of the topography um and and uh so that said actually because one of the other things and we've been talking a little bit about the, the sky and the shape of the earth and everything and observations along water um but i, I one of the other distinguishing uh, mutually exclusive claims of a globe versus a flat earth or still earth is the motion itself and so i i'm curious because there are the, the globe does claim that the uh, only absolute motion I, I could have a couple questions off this, but I wanted to just run something by you to see what you think about it. Um, the globe claims that the rotation is absolute, and then you're you have the orbit of the sun, the galactic orbit, and then the orbit of or the drift of the galaxy as it as it exploded or exploded from the the Big Bang. Those are all relative motions because of the space time fabric. Um, so I, I am I'm curious. Um, the Earth moving would supply a force. And actually, if I could share my screen real quick here, uh, this here. Yep, you're up and is running now. Awesome. Uh, so this here, uh, I don't know. Oh, I can zoom in. Yo, oh, whoops. Uh, hold on one sec. So I can this zoom in for you, if you'd like. <laughs> uh, this here is is a diagram um, that shows it's the gravitational force, centrifugal force, and the effective weight. So uh, even so, and, and I, I haven't done it myself, but, you know, people have, have said that they've measured is if you go to the pole, an object weighs more because you have these double compounding, uh, the, the full effective weight is going all the way down to match gravity. If you go to the equator, you get a, a counter, um, the centrifugal force and the effective weight are kind of going at it with each other. So it, it makes an appearance of, of a lighter object at the equator. And if you'll notice all these red lines are actually, they're all going straight to the center of, of the earth. They're all, gravity goes straight down. So what you get here in this 45 degree area is the greatest amount of centrifugal force. And uh, so this actually would equate to something that is like a, a tugging, that it would pull us towards the equator. And uh, what I was told is it would be about the weight of like a tomato of pressure. Like if you put a, if you set a tomato on your arm 
you would feel it. And then if you move it to another part of your arm or wherever, you would feel it if it was resting there. So if you are looking south at the equator, the back of you is the one furthest away from the equator and in, is what is feeling that pulling. And say you look south deadlock the whole of your life. It would be constant, so you would never notice a change. But if you turn in any direction, you do not feel any sort of change of where that tomato would be on your arm. You don't feel a change in the, the, the further away from the equator side of your body. You don't feel that, that change being applied to that new area. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm curious what, like when we drop an object, no matter if we're at, if, if we're um, at the equator, at the pole, somewhere in the middle, doesn't an object go straight down without any sort of hugging influence to, maybe it's just not dropped high enough, but my understanding is things go down. Uh, okay, so yeah, a, a good a good question. Um, you, you took it off the screen. Just, I was gonna say- I'll, I'll um, put it back up, I'm sorry. Yeah, pull it up. So, so what you do is you, you sum the vectors. Vectors sum, so- Oh, just wait. Uh, I'm still waiting to see your screen yep. there. There you go. At that that middle one, which would be about 45 degrees north latitude where we live, you can see we've got the downward vector of gravity. You've got the the sideways uh, direction of centrifugal force. It's not straight up when when you're not at the equator. At the equator, it's straight up. Uh, everywhere else, it's slightly modified. Um. But you sum those vectors, and that's what that that is that the blue, I think. Uh, yeah, purple. Yes, blue, purple. Okay, so that's the I sum. Got... That's all we feel is the sum of those. So, all right, you can take that off the screen for a second. So, okay, um, well, hold on. So, you said we feel the okay. sum. So, this here, the sum is off tangent from straight down where where gravity is. So, we yeah. do measure things falling off from straight down. Yeah, uh, all that we get, all that we get is the is the total, the summed forces together. So, all right, if if whoever played the game Descent, it's a first person shooter in space. You're in a spaceship. Um, it's pretty old. It's way too old for me to have ever played, being just thirteen. Uh, but but rumor has it that people have played it in that game and other first person shooters of the era, some of them had um, a, a quirk where if you move straight forward, you move at speed, say one. And if you move sideways, you move at speed one. But if you move forward and sideways at the same time, you move diagonal at the speed, what? Uh, one squared plus one squared equals C squared. Uh, two, well, um, two, square root of two, square root of two, 1.4. Okay. So you actually go faster if you do both at the same time, because it sums them. Now, f future games fixed that, that, uh, that problem, but people that were really good at it would use that to go faster than you could normally go. For speed runs. For, yeah. Or if you're doing first person, you know, uh, PV, it's better PVP to move quicker. Yeah. So, so it, but you're like, you're looking sideways when you're doing that. So you have to get good at it. You need to know the map, things like that. But people could, they, they exploited that. So that's what happens in when you sum vectors. 
Um, so, all right. So that so we got that. So we have that vector slightly. Uh, uh, so off. there's a skew. Oh, yes. So, but but the Let's quantity is very small. So at 45 degrees north, you Let's take go for the, five, the guys. Let's go for cosine. Five. You guys are doing good. This okay. is great. Cosine of the latitude, I think, is is what how much you you get from that, but um. Uh, because of where we are and how and the angles there so i'll show you um i and and you're 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 exactly on you're you're right here and so i have this gravity challenge that i did and uh the point of the gravity challenge is to predict the downward acceleration not gravity the downward acceleration better than gravity so it's ten thousand dollars i have money in escrow i have it all written out here um i can't change the rules there's even a uh check some there so if i vary the rules you'll know so but the point is that that there's a method i described the method for the globe and it's not it's not the ideal method for the globe but i'll show you the method that i use I use the the, the uh, law of gravitational attraction i use the second law of motion and i use centrifugal force there or sorry, this this is this is not centrifugal force. This is essentially the gravitational field strength, and then this is centrifugal force. So in in my my challenge, I did not sum the vectors the right way. I did that on purpose. It makes it easier for flat Earth. Actually, it's actually easier math too. Uh, we don't. We Why don't does do it make it easier for flat Earth? Because I'm not uh, because it's it's not as precise as it would be as it can be. But in order to be as precise as as it as possible for the globe, then the math is more complicated. And I thought, ah, I'm going to keep this as much as possible to freshman high school level math and think things that favor. So, are you just uh, you're you're someone who would say, hey, if I'm going to offer a challenge to the opposition, you want to try to favor the opposition as much as possible, give them as much slack to try to, um, you know rise up to the challenge walk away for one second yeah. you guys are all what's going on here <laughs> okay. where have we gotten to we get we get <laughs> okay good. so all right so I'll, I'll run through this really quick so yes the downward acceleration is higher at the equator or sorry at the poles and lower uh at the at the equator so here's um let's see what i use yeah fortaleza brazil is is the one I used here? It's it's close so, to the equator. Are you asking for a downward measurement? You're asking for measuring oh, no. the rate. The of measurements control. have been done, and I have documentation of where the measurements. And, and are. those measurements are straight down. the The direction is unspecified. It's just the magnitude. So is there is there any way can we can we measure or detect the tomato pressure tug towards the <laughs> equator on an object? There, there are ways to to measure the deflection of of the downward um, acceleration at different latitudes. Uh, it's very precise and it requires looking outside the earth. Whoa. You have okay. to use an external, you have to use an external reference. That uh, right? that seems difficult because we're is. talking about the earth. So you would have to like do that from space. Uh, no, you'd have to do it from Earth looking to something in space, like a distant star. So, that, hold on. so looking like, at the star is used to determine gravity? 
No, you, you were asking specifically. You were you were asking specifically how could you determine the the offset of of the of the downward vector on the surface of the Earth relative to the true tangent at that location, and that's what I'm talking about. So that requires. This is outside of any of the stuff that's in this challenge, but that requires looking at an external reference, which we we can't we can't just look sit on the earth and not have a uh, just look internally. We don't know. You have to look externally to to do that. So so are you dropping an to get those kinds of precise measurements? You're dropping an object and seeing it fall down, and then you're comparing it to how it drops, like in with respect to a stellar object. No. Right. Hmm. I, the the I, amount of deviation last that word you're there, talking about Nicktoon, before it, we go what's that i said last uh, last small. word for you before we go into the uh, q a go ahead okay all right well the, the measured downward acceleration in fortaleza brazil is 9.7 that's the sum of all the vectors and in in uh international falls minnesota 9.8 slightly higher because we're at a higher latitude there you go all right. Well, in the um, screen share. Do we get, Ryan, do we get closing? Oh, you'll definitely get a closing. Don't worry there, Nathan. We'll definitely give you a closing. Or, sorry, if you prefer to go by uh, Pitch Lumen. Uh, uh, you can, it's either. It's, it's, you know, it's been tripping me nice. out, Sometimes people are mean to me and I still respond. So Oh, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate both of you. Uh, our speakers have been it's awesome been a pleasure. this evening. Really cool. Honestly, cool. this has been great to listen to. You know, it, it when 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 I have speakers on that are as great as you guys, it just gives me a chance to just interact with the live chat and fix things. Like uh, McToon is now back in our live chat. I'm back. Thank you. He's back, right, to make an Aerosmith reference. All right. So uh, if you haven't already, get at him, y'all. Mike's hit- there. Go talk to him. Ask me questions. You know, these fellas didn't believe me that I I, I do rock music. Yeah, you know, I don't believe that I, I like screaming at people for money. You know, it's like free <laughs> therapy. All right, so we're going to go into Q&A, everybody. Uh, if you haven't already, like I say, hit the like button. Share this out in the spaces that you like having these types of discussions, um, which I know all of you like hanging out in those facebook groups i see you don't worry i'm hanging out in there too because i gotta find i gotta find all our lovely speakers so let's get into the q a kengo 44 uh for 20 dollars says question for the flats all of new zealand is in daylight three hours before sydney sydney is 2225 kilometers from wellington NZ NZ is 1,600 kilometers long. So why does sunlight take three extra hours to travel 625 kilometers? New Zealand? Sorry, I <laughs> just said uh, no. Uh, no problem. So um, it could have something to do with if the light is um, going through a certain part of contour of the of the firmament, it would cause kind of a, a muffing of the ability of the light to travel so it could slow it down for those portions uh and then by the time that the light actually reaches sydney uh it would it would have gone past that part of slowing that the the curvature of the of the firmament imparted on the lights um this again would be something set up by an all-wise creator who has has all the distances and everything and that's what we observe and then we measure and then we build our model off of off of that um all right. Any thoughts on the other side there before we move on to the next question? Um, yeah. What ifs aren't science. 
It's what what is asserted without evidence is dismissed without evidence. And and I would to 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 say to that I would say that the sky is not the primary when it comes to the ground shape. So. All right, we'll move on from the old Hitchens slap, everybody. But if you haven't slapped the like button, give it a go. It, it will not displease you, I promise. P.T. Collins says, Nathan, assuming the Earth is stationary and the sun is moving above us, shouldn't we expect a more dramatic change in the sun's angular size? Uh, that's it. So, yeah, we with perspective, when an object, especially along the ground, when it when it moves away from us, it uh, goes through the speed changes of parallax. Uh, oh, um, it, it'll it'll start to appear to move slower. It'll appear to shrink. Uh, that is true. The object that we're looking at on the ground is close to us. It doesn't. It's you know out to three miles to the horizon. With perspective, when you look up, there's more visual data in your in one section of field of view. Uh, it covers a greater span. Uh, and and that carries true all the way through the sky uh, as it goes down to your horizon. So when you look up at things that are elevated, there is a the apparent size and the apparent shape actually are less. They they it takes much more for them to change. So the the elevation actually helps keep the the shape of the sun and the size of the sun as well as things like water vapor at being like magnification to help enlarge the sun as it goes away um, and, and things like that to help it keep its its appearance. There are there are variables in place to help it appear, Five which if, you're, if we're considering an intelligent designer, uh, that would be an intelligent design to make a sun that no matter where it's at can be the same size um, and the same apparent view to help with the light properties and everything of the sun. All right, thanks for wrapping that up. And uh, uh, just before you get into uh, too much there, did you have any other uh, thoughts on the other side? And uh, I do see in the live sat chat, it's MC Tune. Sorry about that earlier. I'm married to a yeah. Mick, so I, you know, so um, naturally. I'll just go with Hitchens Razor again. Okay. I'll oh, go back with uh, Earth over Sky for determining Earth. All right, let's carry on there, fellas. Uh, this is fun. And uh, honestly, like I said, uh, one of the most uh, amicable discussions I think we've had on this in a long time. So big kudos to you guys. Uh, you know, you made you made my life a breeze tonight. So uh, especially after all the... I told you guys already, it's fine. Kango44, Nathan, it is very easy to measure the shape of the Earth. Bob, the science guy, did it with total stations. You could do it in an afternoon. Kango's coming for you. What do you think? Okay. Uh, yeah, so, okay. It, apparently. Say we're going to measure the size sure of the is. Earth. Let's even let's even throw it out to, like, Eratosthenes or these ancient Greece, uh, Grecians who knew 2,500 years ago that, that the Earth was a sphere. If you're looking out to the horizon and you see a boat disappear bottom up, is the horizon at three miles away approximately or exactly? Is it 2.9 or 3.1 depending on refraction? Were they accounting for refraction? And then they take the three miles is six feet hidden. Uh, and so we can extrapolate that into uh, a globe with the given circumference of 24,901 miles uh, or whatever unit of measurement they were using back then. It, how how are you getting? Are are you assuming your your radius? Are you assuming the distance to the horizon, uh, as opposed to having a, a firm fix? How are you making a measurement without having some sort of refraction? Put Feel free into, to inject, Mike. Uh, the measurement. Um, 
Nathan, let's let's go this summer and uh, make it happen. Let's measure it ourselves. How about that? Yeah, road I'm game. trip. We, we, I let's hear set an No, we we both we live near each other. We can do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We'll go go to a and, lake. Uh, set up uh, elevations. Oh, come on, side on guys! Come to Nova Scotia. We got to get a big I, body I of water. Travel. We can go to. I don't know how how long how long across is Malax. Malax is not calm. That's the problem. We need something that's got tranquil water. If it's got trees near, around, near like Cedar Lake. North of uh, north of Calhoun is a good one, maybe. I don't know. Would that be long enough? It's long enough. Yeah. Bede Makaska. Yeah. Oh, okay. Somewhere Bidet in the Makaska. aisles. Yeah. Just, um, <laughs> I do apologize, Nathan. I'm sorry if I cut you off. Yeah. It's just that I, no. I have reviewed the questions. A lot of them are going to be, uh, you know, directed towards uh, your arguments that you made tonight. So um, if fine. I inject just to uh, try to get uh, Mike in there, it, it's just, like I say, for the sake of engagement and uh, trying to make sure that we have some things that can be addressed so that it's not like, you know, too much gets put out there before we can get into it. Right. So uh, the, the more questions, the better, as far as I'm concerned, uh, whatever gets to truth, because I, if I might just interject here real quick, what regardless of the shape of the earth, whichever it is, um, I mean, there are people out there who I know it's hard to believe for some, but there are people who will are willing to harm others for their own gain. And so if if the earth is a globe, all religions are false. We can stop religious wars and everything because they all claimed at one point a stationary center earth that would falsify all of them, the Bible included. Um, whereas if the earth is planar, we expose lies of people who are trying to manipulate us, control us. And um, so I, either way works and whatever gets us to the absolute truth can bring unity and can get people to at least agree on peace and not harming one another, then we at least can prevent the preventable things. So I'm fine with whatever questions that help us get to really where the, you know, the, the potatoes of the argument or whatever, you know, whatever. So I'm fine. And, and all questions, please, I encourage them. That's why I got, I have a channel. I ask, ask stuff. And, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to know too. I used to think the earth is a globe. I loved astronomy. And now I want to, I want to, I want to know. I'd like to live on the same earth as my loved ones. So, uh, well, yeah. that's that. That's yeah. I was gonna say. I think. Uh, I I think that one was pretty directed. I don't know if you have any thoughts there, Mike. But I honestly feel like I might have a question once we wrap up, uh, just because you 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 sparked me there. So, any thoughts there, Mike? Hey, you're you you can hop in the Q and A too. Go for it. Ask. You're here. <laughs> you got. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, <laughs> we we'll we'll save it. The audience can just sit there and smolder and wonder what was. No one's Ryan gonna asked. know Ryan's question. Ooh, all right. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. No, let's get. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Any anything's fine, really. I I encourage open dialogue, free speech. I'm 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 huge on all that. So, and I think that's really like I I love science. I love questions. I love questions. I love I love critical analysis, critical thinking, strengths and weaknesses of arguments. I think all that stuff is amazing. It allows us to innovate with science. So. Well, not to not not to inject again, but uh, we have LJ here actually. Um, so let's let's ask LJ's question because it's going to be for you, Mike. Has gravity gra gravity has gravity ever been measured as force? When? As force, directly as force. Uh, you, you measure it. Uh, one way to measure it is with torsion bar, um, and that uh, it, it's an indirect measurement, like most measurements. Because gravity is not technically a force, right? That's yeah. That's that's a a, a reference frame question within a reference frame. It it, um, it exhibits itself as a force. 
is is the torsion bar uh appealing to newtonian mechanics of matter uh matter matter attraction uh, it's 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 just mass attracting mass so th okay. there's there's no distinction between between that because uh einstein's field equations uh solve to newton's um newton's law of uh, gravitational attraction for the specific uh things that we have in our reference frame which is low velocity and low mass okay okay so einstein has to incorporate an explanation for low velocity low mass objects well, yeah uh, einstein would, includes, built off of newton was the claim yeah the, the the einstein's uh field equations include application of velocity and mass where uh newton does not so it, newton is a simplification of of einstein i mean it didn't happen in that order but you, Wait, you doesn't doesn't Einstein isn't that force equals mass times acceleration? Isn't that velocity and mass? That's not Einstein. No, Einstein field. No, isn't that are, Newton? Uh, Newton is F equals the Newton's law of gravitational attraction is force equals mass one times mass two times a constant, a gravitational constant. All that over the radius squared, the, the distance between the centers of mass squared. The F equals ma is the second law of motion which is also attributed to newton so um he gets a lot of credit for different things but it's just the second law of motion all right seems like we're all in agreement there we're all just kind of and jiving along if you're jiving along and you're enjoying the discussion let's bring it up here you know like we're an old mc announcement or, uh, you know we got mc tune so let's do it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen hit that like button <laughs> yes let's get ready to q a next one coming in uh kango says nathan please explain in detail a sunset ding ah uh, i figure that's what he sunset. meant sunset yeah, so that would that would be the um, I, I think I kind of showed it in my in my slides. You you have uh, the sun moving away from you with perspective. You have um, different compounding variables in the air that would alter the size of the sun to keep it constant, the shape of the sun to keep it constant. And as it moves down, it's going to appear to set behind the vanishing point. And once you are beyond every elevation has a set vanishing point given the conditions and so once you go behind that vanishing point it's not going to be able to be seen and then if you increase you're going to push further back this is why you can go to some oh, your mic got covered up my uh nathan your your mic got covered somehow my mic is oh. my it's, it's, it's my laptop can you hear me yeah i can hear you it for some odd reason all of a sudden it sounded like you put a cloth over your microphone so can you repeat what you oh just sorry said? about that yeah. Okay. So, um, so you have a, a vanishing point, a, a hard vanishing line that, uh, given your elevation, you are going to have a certain amount of distance of ground you can see and of sky. And so anything that passes that is going to be cut off as it goes. And as the sun, for example, would go down bottom up, it would enter into that line. Uh, and so that's why, for example, like in Dubai, there's a building where you can see the sunset at the base. And then if you go to the top, you can see the sunset again, because as you increase in elevation, that hard set vanishing line at the back of the perspective of what you're looking at is going to be pushed further out. So you can get more information compressed into that bottom half and the top half. And then they're going to and then you have the sun and sky, they're colliding and then that they're competing 
for visual, you can only resolve so much with your eyes. So they get into competition with very, very small things off in the distance and they actually, they cancel out and create that vanishing point. And so the sun goes behind that and, and it sets or rises depending on, you know, which way it's coming from or going from. All right. Uh, any thoughts over there, Mike, or you want to carry on? No, none of that is how things work. Uh, those are just assertions and, um, incorrect claims about how light works last thoughts for you 10 seconds there nathan um incorrect thoughts about how light works let's see so i do think if you go up in elevation you can see more grounds you can see more sky and so there is something being pushed back to allow you to see further with both so i think that those would be observed all right well thank you so much uh let's carry on there fellas uh yeah you're right max i should always moderate with the uh with the wrestling voice, but I don't. I, you know, I used to do the impressions and all that, but uh, I've, I've since behaved myself. So uh, your yeah. ticket pay for, pays for the whole thing, but you'll only need the edge of your seat. <laughs> that's right that's right all right so free free palestine you know if somebody says if somebody asks for jordan peterson i'll do it i swear i'm in that mood why all right so free free palestine says why there's no polar stars at the south and only polar stars at the north answer earth is seriously flat and stars are not light years ago stars are underwater check out star in a jar experience Sono luminance. I feel like I should have read that with a Jordan Peterson voice because the cadences in this was that was difficult. Uh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I think that one's for you. All right. Th there is there is no uh, star at the true center of rotation in the north or the south. Uh, Polaris is about half degree away from the center of rotation. So the premise of the question is false to begin with. Um, then the rest is just claims without without evidence. Uh, the the distances to stars have been empirically measured. Not not the uh, not the time to go over those now, but uh, they've been me measured. And uh, if you want, you could you could probably you could come on my channel. We'll talk about it. I think that's Earth is seriously flat. Is that you, Renee? Um, sonoluminescence is is definitely not how stars work. Uh, the um, the the Fraunhofer lines of stars confirm that there's a particular thing that's happening in physics. To cause the light to to uh, to be emitted. Any thoughts there, Nathan, or do you want to carry on? Uh yeah. If I could, real quick, uh, share my screen here. Oh yeah. Um, we got a sunny and share. Let's go for it. Ooh, I, I, uh, uh, I that, see that what was you did too there. far. Too far. <laughs> I'm a dad. I get away with that. Go ahead, Nathan. <laughs> no, dad. Hey, dad. Dad humor. Dad jokes is the most elegant form of comedy, even over puns. Uh, it's the most elegant and refined source of comedy, um, in my opinion. Uh, so this here, uh, to to the claim of stars being different distances away, uh, like what I what I had showed here is you can see how objects in the foreground actually move a lot quicker and larger, cover a larger span of your field of view than more distant objects. So this here shows uh, the hat in the foreground. It moves very quick along the screen compared to the light back here only covers, it doesn't cover the full gambit of the screen. So more distant objects should, because we have observational parallax, a lot of times cosmology parallax gets put out to like the earth on both sides of the sun, but the falsifying parallax to different claims of distance 
is the observational parallax. All objects in the sky, when we look at the time lapse, they move at 15 degrees per hour, regardless of where they are, how far away they are or close, because some stars are claimed to be very close, some are very distant, but they all appear to move the same, which would be like if you were looking at uh, a bunch of bat bags here and they were all in the, in the same line, uh, it would be they would all be moving at the same distance, whereas we're, we're not seeing something like a close star like a Proxima Centauri versus a very distant star or light in the sky moving at a different rate. They are all moving uniform, which would imply equal distance as opposed to variation of distance. Like we always I've yet to see any parallax, uh, anyone show any parallax that can refute close objects versus far objects and having fast moving close objects, slow moving far objects. It's, it happens all the time with our optics and with observations. All right. Any other thoughts there, uh, McTiernan? Uh, yeah, some... in, in, 18, in 1839, Friedrich Bessel measured the parallax of star 61 Cygni to be 0.314 arc seconds. The uh, 6,000 about closest stars have been uh, measured, have had their parallax measured with a couple exceptions. So it's been measured. Uh, if you want, I can send you citations. I've got on my on my website. If you just go there and search for stellar parallax, you'll find a long list. Of, Please, uh, if, if you of could send me those. I do ask, though, is it is it parallax, like looking at the star from one side of the sun or the other, or is it is talking about nighttime shift? Because this would be the parallax I was showing there with the screen share and with the revolution of the Earth over one night. That would be a, a nightly parallax that we would see every time. Yeah. Closest stars. If, if the stars were close enough, but uh, they're not. But they are different. It's, it's not a matter of the, it's not like after two light years away, suddenly everything is far enough to appear uniform. There's a scale. So distant it's, stars. No, it's, not, it's not two light years. It's it's the, the width of the orbit of the, the Earth. So well, that, many Q and A's there, guys. So uh, many Q and A's. Let's try to move on. Biblical from Earthers. I think that's that's a, a big one. I think I mm -hmm. think one way or another, no matter what we're talking about right now, we're gonna make it full circle before we get out of this Q and A. Oh, because... like the stars. Oh, <laughs> oh, you stop it. Yeah, you you're trying to tap me. All right, let's see here. L J. Oh yeah, a bunch of people did say they wanted Peterson. Oh my God. Okay, let me see if I can conjure this up. If the moon was physical and asteroids were real, we would have countless non-CGI videos from Earth of asteroids hitting the moon by now. Why don't we? At the end, I, I went to Kermit on it. So yeah, if the moon was physical and asteroids were real, we would have countless non-CGI videos from Earth asteroids hitting the moon by now. Why don't we? That's for you, Mike. Oh, we do. Yeah, and I actually, to Mike's answer, I don't know if you're done there, Mike, but I would like to say there was a video that I saw, I think it was from about a year ago, maybe a year and a half. It was um, an amateur astron astronomer, I believe in Japan. He It's called like a moon impact crater or a lunar impact. Uh, and they someone actually caught a bit of like a, a light flare on the moon that was claimed to be an asteroid hitting the moon and puffing up dust high enough above the moon's surface to get illuminated by the sun and then it settled down but uh there are, there are claims like that but i think it might be plasma or something like that but personally for a, for what i think the moon is but I, but that, those the kinds of things are plasma but uh, i, I haven't right. been there yet then the, if thank, we were going to go thank up, you for thank you for supporting for supporting uh my uh my answer 
Well, uh, yeah, right. I want to throw out what, I, what I've observed, but I, I, I will say, like, if we're going off of what is uh, empirically, have we ever measured moon rocks or tested what they're made of? If we're going off of the empirical measurements, the, I mean, the claim of moon rock is driftwood, so we're testing trees. It's not, it's not driftwood. Don't, don't straw man. Well, there, there was up. a case of driftwood being. You didn't look it up. Don't well, wasn't it given claim. to the Dutch or the prime no, minister wasn't. Colin or something? You did, you did not. All right, I'll, I'll explain it. Send it, send it to me. Send it, please send it. Uh, no, all, yeah. no, no, no. You brought it up. I think I think I deserve to to explain yes. what really happened. Yeah. So the, the claim was that that the uh, the Apollo 11 astronauts gave a moon rock to one of the ambassadors for the Netherlands. The uh, the Apollo astronauts never gave any moon rocks out to anybody ever. The moon rocks were given out through di diplomatic channels. And it wasn't in 1969. I think the first moon rocks to be given out were later than that. So the claim is that that some Dutch um, ed, uh, ambassador has a moon rock, but it wasn't actually a moon rock. It was petrified wood, not driftwood. But there is there is actually no evidence to suggest that anybody thought it was uh, a moon rock because the actual label that was in the, the display case so these things were found in a drawer and then a display case was made from them. There's a there's a little paper placard of some sort that says given to him, uh, the ambassador, by the Apollo astronauts. But it doesn't say what it is. Um, and then the moon rock was placed next to it. Not the moon rock, the petrified wood, which was in the guy's drawer as well. So some people made the, the, uh, the connection that the petrified wood was what was given to them that was never the claim uh it, it was, was a misplacement never, of the material it was it was a misunderstanding of what happened i, I there's there's a couple people that have done a full write-up i have links on my website to them if you search for probably the netherlands on my website you'll find it okay or, or check out check out mc tunes website all right, let's carry on to the next question. I put up a silly little uh, poll there, so if you want to vote on that, that's fun. Let's carry on there. Ooh, my uh, mouse is doing some strange things. All right, so let's see here. LJ, having a degree only proves you can memorize books. Mm, that's a bit more of a statement. Not always. I don't know if that warns too much here because we have so much LJ to respond to, but uh, you had your huzzah. You caddy, caddy. All right, let's carry on. Uh, I love you, LJ. Hey, we're actually real quick. If if I might add this um, to that, because go ahead. With um, I've, I've I was on a debate recently with somebody. There there are many people who have degrees who work very hard, who report on honest data, who are are very intelligent, very wise, very nice people, and they do good work. Um, there's there's a there are a lot of degrees. Going to school for medical or for trade or anything like that, those are helpful to society. Um, so I do, and I, I, I've had some issues with the school system myself, but there are definitely positives to being educated, having a literate public, so that we can read and discern things for ourselves and communicate with each other. I think it's very important. So, anyway, thanks for the soapbox. No problem. You know what? I, you know, I, I, I did up that poll, but I have to say, honestly, y you guys have uh, set a new bar for engagement. Uh, you know, uh, we've got lots of Q&A, and I think it's because uh, you guys have made yourself so palatable uh, for our live audience that they just, you know, they can't help it. They want to engage. So let's, let's go. Science is amazing. 
Uh, Kango44 says, Nathan, sunrise in Sydney, Australia is three hours after New Zealand is total daylight. New Zealand is uh, 1,600 kilometers in length. Sydney is around 20, sorry, 2,225 kilometers from Wellington, New Zealand. Why does the sunlight take an extra three hours to travel 625 kilometers? Didn't you ask that already? It, I, I think, it, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we read that one. It's the the travel of the light. Uh, the dome might slow the light down as it as it travels the distance. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, but I, the sky, not the ground. So again, <laughs> I mean, it's the sky's so purple, sorry. so the the ground is. I I play baseball. It's a round ball, a round bat, a round. You round the bases, hit for a rounded average. Therefore, the field must be round. I think there's a misconnection. There. No problem. If, this is this is going to be twelve hours if if we do this. <laughs> yeah, sorry, can't go. Okay. Can't go. Paid, I, after uh, the same yeah. line, I gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we've only got so much time here, everybody. So, uh, you know, and our speakers already they were like, "Let's go for a long one, guys," because uh, we're having fun. Uh, LJ, how were solar eclipses predicted pre-globe model? That's for you, Mike. For me, they were before the globe. The the uh, the path of totality was not predicted before the globe. All that they had before the globe was was identified um, patterns in the day that they were likely to happen. Sorrow cycles, and uh, they did not know the location. They did not know the time. They didn't know how much of it, whether it was annular or total. Uh, None of that was done, so they weren't doing much predicting based on, they weren't doing any predicting based on geometry, it's simply based on repeating patterns. But now, the specific location of the of the, the eclipse is known years in advance. The, the one in, in April coming up, the path of totality is known, it's known how much of the, uh, of the, the sun will be covered, it's a total eclipse. The amount of time that the, the sun will be eclipsed is known. All of these things are well known. It all uses the globe. It does not uh, have any flat earth geometry in its calculations. And uh, I, I would say to that, maybe if we're talking ancient times, there's no telephones or anything. It's harder to get information to travel distances. So maybe if you're observing an eclipse in India compared to England, people in India might have eclipse data from their viewpoint of the sky there, whereas England would have theirs. And so you you might have a problem relaying information to be able to put together a whole work. But it's about eclipse. predictions. They didn't. They didn't well, yeah. do so now we, now we have the eclipses. Now we have the data. We have databases put together, and it's it's cycles. So you have cycles either going around the Earth or above the Earth, but it's, they're still cyclical. And if you have enough data points on the cycles, you can this, have the whole cycle. This around. this particular path is not based on a cycle. This particular path has never happened before, and it'll never happen again. But you could see where if, if eclipses happen at such a frequency, you can see where the where the moon will travel. And no, where, you, whereby you can plot you don't. their, their, you their don't cycles. Know what time. Yeah. You don't know what time. You don't know the location. You don't know the totality. You, all that requires geometry. All right, let's carry on. Free Free Palestine says, the analema is evidence of a local sun and Polaris. For you, McToon. And Polaris. Sorry, MC Toon. I've been warned. So uh, the, anal the analema uh, is... Uh, Hey, I would. I has never. I have never seen any flat earther compute the consequences, and then see that the output is analema. 
How high is the sun? You don't know. How far away is is uh, the distance across flat Earth? No flat Earther knows. All of these things are necessary in order to relate the flat Earth model, the geometry of flat Earth, to the analemma. The analemma is a very specific claim about geometry. Now, the analemma is evidence for the Earth being a globe and that the orbit of the Earth around the sun is slightly elliptical. That's what the analemma is evidence for. And so, somehow Polaris, I don't know why Polaris was in there, but Polaris is not in the dead center. It's about half degree off and it measures uh, to change in location annually. Before you respond, Nathan, I want to check with Mike. I'm cool to keep this going as long as you guys want it to go. <laughs> you know, you guys are super cool. We, but We've got to end it. We, we can't just go indefinitely. Though. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I know how long you're willing to go now, now Mike. Uh, you, you know... <laughs> let's let's just leave it out of context don't put any context on that and we'll just carry on with our live chat you know I, I told you i was a dad i make some inappropriate jokes here and there it's fine jesse bergs says a while ago kobe cotton of the dude perfect group went up to out of space and on the video we can see that one he floats freely two we can see clearly from the window of the capsule a rounded earth. Yeah, this one's for me to answer, right? I think so. Yeah, buddy. See, I, I was going to try to put this into my slide, but I, I couldn't really fit it on there. I was going to throw it in with flights, um, with, with the airplanes and everything. But uh, if I pull this up here, and then I can, I guess, exit that and then go to here. And then if I share my screen and I clicked on this uh is oh, this okay now it's just about top up shares all right let me just make our faces a little smaller so that we can see your diagram oh my our faces are is is big. this on this this is on the screen yeah i'm just trying to make our faces a little smaller bunch so of like can see it curved rectangles or something uh so th this here actually is a diagram of a of a plane window but these um and i don't know if it has to do with making them more, uh, having more structural integrity, having a stronger, um, a more toughness, but window panes on flight craft are curved. They're actually physically curved, uh, which can cause the effect of, of, of seeing what appears to be curvature. But uh, if you look at the Red Bull jump, which I actually think I have here, uh, you can see that you also have, um, uh, you you can see that you get the planar. Um, oh, you you have a you have a, a flat horizon. You have the you have weather balloons we that can go 120,000 feet in the air, and they they sh they reveal a, a planar flat horizon. Uh, even can you, a can you send me horizon. one, Nathan? Nathan, what? one, one with a non fisheye lens. Can you send me one at 120,000 feet with a non fisheye lens, non GoPro? Just well, one. uh, yeah, I'll, I will. Uh, I'll show. I'll send you what I got. Um, but I will say too. Don't, so don't go off there because because I've seen them. I've seen them all. All the yeah. ones that show a flat are GoPro lenses, and they're cherry picked just a couple seconds or a minute or thirty seconds, whatever, where the, where it's uh, at the correct angle to make it sort of look a little flat. Typically, the edges are curved up, making it look concave. But fi find one. Find one with a rectilinear lens where we know the properties of the lens. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I dare you. I dare you. I'll, I'll find what I got because I do. I will say, like the uh, the dog cam video that goes up, you can the it'll it'll as the the camera wobbles and oscillates and everything, you will get the the horizon to appear. Yeah. Um, not, in various not the right one to slants, use. Yeah, that's a GoPro. But, but they are. But they're they don't convex and concave, and then they're pure flat at the sure, middle. It's, sure, it's, sure they you do. can see level at different tilts and angles. Yeah. No matter you, which yeah. way it's oriented. Yeah. So so. I don't know why you'd want to use a fisheye lens. Use a rectilinear lens instead. But a fisheye lens curves the more the further away you go from the center of the lens. And it curves opposite directions above the center frame and below the center frame. But that dog cam shows no curve, whether the horizon appears lower than center or yes, above the does. center. It appears plain. It appears straight, especially not the curve it, level of a fisheye. It it does not. It's not a fisheye. Fisheye is what a lot of flat earthers say. Uh, for GoPro, GoPro, a, a barrel distorting lens, sure. barrel distortion. Yeah. Yep. Find one that's, that's not a GoPro. Find one that doesn't have strong barrel distortion. I hope I came in at a good time, guys. You sound like you're right at the end of a thought. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's all good. I just had to check on my son. He was calling for some water. So dad to the rescue. Let's carry yes, on. Yes, sir. Get it. <laughs> yeah, I was just oh, saying. That's just not always, always got to make time. That's, well, yeah, dad's got to do. Not nine and a six year old, right? You know, uh, it's it's one of those things that every once in a while you hear in the background, you're like, aren't you supposed to be sleeping? I'm in Nova Scotia, everybody. <laughs> it's 12 o'clock right now. If those Midnight kids there. are asleep, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Those two hour lists are so nice though. <laughs> Let's carry on, guys. There, oh my goodness, there are so many super chats. We might have to set a timer. If Mike, you have an intention of getting out of here in good time, let's set a two minute timer for these questions because That's a good idea. we'll be here all night if we don't do something else. All right. So uh, Jassy Berg says, a while ago, a Kobe Cotton of the Dude Perfect group. Oh, yeah, we, we already went. Jassy Bergs says again, lengths of train tracks in southern places are much shorter than what it would have been to be on a flat earth. Why ignore the clear evidence for a globe? We'll set so yeah, over. I think the the distances over land, I think we can measure pretty well because they're over land. We can we know if we're laying a ten meter section of track, it's going to be ten meters. As far as the contour of the land, if it slopes at all, if you're if you're trying to go around a turn or anything, it could change the uh, straight line distance to distance actual distance. Like if you go straight over something versus having to take a hill, it's going to appear longer if you take the hill. Uh, but I do think we can know distances over land pretty accurately as far as the the spacing between them over like southern oceans and everything i mean even a few years ago there were problems with flights disappearing and stuff so maybe the the continents have have their shape but that also too uh the military does own the gps and they don't give away a, a lot like their their most accurate data for 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 reasons defensive purposes to not have direct pinpoint location of any craft or anything but they hold they withhold the, the most accurate maps and the, the UN, the International Civil Aviation uh, Organization, uh, the USGS and all these, they all use a flat earth logo for whatever reason as their as their logo. They don't use like one of those bendy globe I'm things that looks like track. a hammer or anything. So I just, I, I yeah, I, I, th I think we can accurately know. And, and then I like I showed in my slide in the bottom corner of one of the slides, I showed a a map of the United States. It's like one of those things you would fold out in your car. It's a flat map on a flat piece of paper. It has a key, has a scale. You can travel with it. It shows rivers. It shows roads. It shows highways. It shows cities. That's all that stuff. There, is flat Nathan, so 
We'll okay. we'll give Mike a chance to respond to some of what you yeah, said. The very specific question was about distances over over surfaces, which you you said was primary, not secondary, tertiary, primary. And so the distances of things like train tracks are well known across Australia. You talked about it with uh, PhD Tony. Match the predicted distance when you compute the consequences of the globe. Matches when you compute the consequences of flat Earth. They don't match. That's science. Flat Earth falsified, unless you have a different way to compute distances between points on flat Earth. That no, but no flat Earther has ever presented that. That is time. Uh, we've Ooh. done the polar distance formula for you, but you don't like it. Well, I, I would, I would say to that Sorry, that we, last word we can, we can, we can make uh, a map of maybe a local area like Australia and have a map, and we might not have it laid out as far as resolution and everything to try to put it to an entirety Five flat seconds. Earth map, uh, but there are no accurate globe maps or anything either. So yeah, there I, are. Yeah, there's um, there's definitely accurate accurate globe maps. Well, you'll get a chance to expound on coastline that. paradox. In just one second, you just wait before you okay. trigger yeah. every. No, we we can we can wrap that. <laughs> You're good. Mine All right, off, yeah. Leo Crow says over to you, MC Tune. I gotta get used to saying that too, just so I behave myself. What evidence do you have for the sun actually operates by nuclear fusion? This has never been proven in human history and is impossible if indeed maintains an axial rotation. Two minutes on the clock. Uh, non sequitur for why it would uh, be impossible, uh, but uh, has it been substantiated? I, I, um, that's a good question. Not super familiar with with uh, the details of it. Uh, one of the things that is uh, is done is spectroscopy to know the particular makeup of it, and uh, knowing the distance and the angular size, we know the the uh, linear diameter of it. That gives us the ability to determine the mass of it. And uh, what happens in the uh, the uh, center of it? So these things are, of course, yes. We we nobody went there. Nobody scooped out a bucket of it to test what it was. You have to just like basically every single measurement in science, every single thing in science, except for the very most elementary things. You have to do something other than just looking at it and grabbing it to see what it's made of or what it what it does or how big it is or any things like that. Uh, but uh, melodic lyrics is a good point. Fusion gives off some neutrinos, and we do measure them. So there you go. All right. And I do think like the the globe would have have to explain what a star is and try. Nuclear fusion is a part of the cosmic evolution of the of the universe uh, with with stars fusing light elements into heavier elements up to iron, and then they go supernova or red giant, and then they explode yeah. and become higher elements. So it, that would be the claim. It's 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 the phenomena claim of what stars are to help allow for the idea and conception of a globe to be able to be, um, you know, not conflictory as far as how, how we get these higher elements and everything from a big bang producing helium, hydrogen, and lithium. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's the model. But yeah, it's uh, and I, I would to, to question... Right, oh. Back to my very first part of my presentation, the flat earth has nothing. You need to compute the consequences for your claim and then see what the sun is. If you're claiming that the sun is local some and light, small, then, then it's, it's on you to provide the evidence for that. So asking me for evidence when you don't have it, hypocrisy. I think a sunspot, a local, local sunspot. Okay. Um, 
Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, actually, you know what? It's good that you wrapped it up there, because that was for tune. Mr. E-Man, can the Flat Earther explain the change in the length of day throughout the year? Yeah, so the sun on, on Flat Earth model, the, the claim right would be that the yes, sun is ahead. making a, a small night. circle uh, in the uh, in the northern hemisphere, and then, or inner circle on a, on a you know, flat earth model. Uh, and then it, as you go further away, the sun moves away from you and it, it does increase its speed to keep its 15 degree per hour heading. Uh, and so you're getting a, a more distant sun. Uh, you're getting faster traveling sun. You're getting less direct sunlight because it's further away. Uh, it's lower in the sky typically. So you have more atmosphere, thick, more thick atmosphere to cut through. Uh, with the light. And so these things would all cause, you know, the, the variance in days uh, as the sun ebbs and flows small and large and back in the small circles again and again, as it makes its solar cycles. All right. Was that your last? A lot time? of circles. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I, I yeah, I think if, if, if Mike's cool, I mean, if you want to answer that or cool, but I, that, that seemed kind of like how would a flat earth explain this, which I'm sure Mike might've, I know about how, how the attempt of explaining day length is and everything. But again, too, like if you look at the crude example of that, that dome and everything, it shows a oh, similar light pattern too. See, Mike is back. I'm I was I just have a about, response to that. I was just about ready to ask him my question just to push it along. But you know what? Let's save it but, for but, after but this. But Go ahead, my Ryan. response is quick. <laughs> Hitchens razor. Over to you, Ryan. No, no. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Let's. I, I thought you might be gone a little bit longer there, Mike. But, uh, you know... Uh, that's all I have. Your prof That's all I have. Um, I know what his answer is. You're talking. I didn't about, need to be here to hear it. You're talking about your response, <laughs> not the bathroom break, right? That's all you have. All right. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's carry on. All right. All right. Let's carry on. Uh, do do do. Let me scroll up. And I say scroll up because there's there's a lot of questions. I'm setting two minute timers, but you guys are just you know going about thirty seconds over. So um, PhD Tony says PhD okay. Tony. Yeah, we were gonna you were talking to him last time. Can Tune name a material? Oh, maybe this isn't the same PhD Tony. Can Tune name a a material capable of supporting its own weight over spans of thousands of kilometers? If no such material exists, how can a firmament exist? Yeah, there there is no known material, and uh, I suppose if you were to compute the consequences of of a firmament a dome of some sort, that would have to be twelve thousand kilometers, or sorry, um, forty thousand kilometers in diameter, and an unknown height. But it doesn't matter; some some tall height, the uh, the material behind that would be. Um, Quite something, including that the claim is uh, that there's water on the other side of it. So, how would that happen? Uh, boy, that's that's a high, high bar. That uh, which is asserted without evidence is dismissed without evidence. All right. Yeah, and I, I would say so. Like, I think the hardest object that we have is diamond. Uh, I know, like hydroxyapatite on our teeth is pretty hard as well. But like, we have these hard substances, and so, but we're able to 15. break them if we if we want to, or if you know if we do the right things, apply energy to them, or anything like that. Um, but if if the creator, who's all powerful, all capable, makes a an unbreakable material because man cannot go into the heavens, five seconds, then no one is going to get past that or be able to scratch it or test it or anything like that. Extract material to then be able to analyze because God made it unbreakable it's the firmament it's the sky it's a barrier thoughts there mc Hitchens razor 
Okay. Toby Walker coming in. Why do Globers pretend that we perceive space in Euclidean and ignore the fact that train tracks cover in distance? Toby Walker says, to follow up on my previous question about train tracks, do parallel do parallel lines ever actually converge in reality? Uh, no. That's a great question. So, so parallel lines. So on flat earth, you've got the, the flat earth, which would be parallel to the plane that the sun is in. And so they do not uh, converge in reality. So the sun could never set because they never do converge in reality. Thank you for that, Toby. Um, but uh, we we do not see in Euclidean or in hyperbolic space. I did read that paper, uh, but uh, it is just human perception about distances of things that was hyperbolic. It, it wasn't actually that humans see in hyperbolic space. And of course, measurements devices like theodolites, which is what was used in that particular paper, uh, don't have an issue with that. They measure angles, they measure specific things. Not a problem for them. And to that, I would say, if, if I draw this here, this circle, if you have the earth and you have the sun setting, why why it does actually appear to set is because if, if the sun, if this here is the vanishing point and the sun is going this way, once it crosses this vanishing point, it's going to it's going to appear to set behind something because the just because the span of the earth is great doesn't mean that an, an observer's vanishing point is is the same or or comports to that because if you go up in elevation you change your vanishing point you can bring yeah, a set yeah. sun back in the the point the point of Tolkien walker's claim though is that is that parallel lines do not converge therefore there's no actual thing in reality of a vanishing point where part of something would be obstructed due to the vanishing point all right, let's move on. Uh, and I and I, I'm not picking on you there, Nathan. These last two for were, were for McToon. So uh, oh yeah, that, that's my, Mike's last word here. Yeah. yeah, no worries. Uh, let's carry on. LaBelle says, "Why would the knowledge the Earth is flat be kept from the global population? What would this accomplish?" Detailed answer, please. And thanks. Yeah, you got it. That's a fantastic question because it does get into the why of, of a lie and everything. So one, it's to, I, I believe, to hide the Bible. The Bible claims the specific use of the number 666 as the mark of the beast. 666 is in the amount of curvature uh, uh, per mile, 0.666 feet of curve for every one mile. We orbit the sun 66,600 miles an hour. There are things with NASA having devil horns, Jack Parsons, who studied under Lester Crowley, who called himself the wickedest man in the world, 666, Baphomet. Uh, so there's a lot of ties. Jack to Parsons died more than a decade stuff. before NASA. He was part of JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. He was fired uh, from there. And still part for of his it. occult uh, beliefs. And you do have you do have Warner von Braun who has on his tombstone 1911 Psalms, the firmament declares the glory of God, and uh, or the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament shows his handiwork. It is to it is to hide God, it is to make people feel not special. It particularly helps for the military where you can dehumanize your your opposition. The people serving in the military mean well, a lot of them, but on the other side too, mean well. But they're 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 human beings. But if you can get them to be like an animal, or you're painting a target, you're you're subhuman. It can try to be easier for people to to harm others, but people still have trauma from it because it's traumatic to hurt others to a human being. Uh, so it's it's to hide God. It's to discredit the Bible because if the Earth was a globe, the Bible would be falsified. And so. That would it's it's all it, I mean controlling everything too, but the the Fed and all that can print money. So 
Um, oh, I said last they're, 10. They're... I'll give you a last 15, and we'll uh, carry on. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's all you're, – you're very special. You're very loved, and uh, it's to hide the creator, to hide special creation. So uh, why does why did why are there so many six six sixes in flat Earth? There is sixty six point six degrees from the North Pole to the Tropic of Cancer on flat Earth, and on flat Earth the sun moves one thousand six hundred sixty six miles per hour as it circles the North Pole. Coincidence? I think not. Why does Wits it gets it in base thirty four have six 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 in it, and in base thirty five? Why does flat That's... Earth Wits it have? 666 in it in base 35. Huh? Why does Brian's logic flat earther have 666 in it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, just, I mean, I think just, if you're appealing to like thing. the 36 decimal place or something, you could, yeah, you could it's find the same, it's the same the, as you did. Same as you did. The 666s are hunting all, a little for more 666. readily available. If, if you look I can at hunt for 666s just like you can hunt for 666. I mean, they're in barcodes and stuff and the the, the the Washington Monument measure oh, and everything with Mason. It's Masons nothing to do with and, the globe. All right. Ma Before, up the, just one uh, second. The there, and we got all kinds of questions. stuff. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh yeah, there's can, like that, that's a good question though. There's like 20 more questions, and you guys are just gonna trigger me to like sing Iron Maiden if you keep saying 666 because it's one of my favorite albums. I'm sorry, like no matter what you think of me, The Number of the Beast is a great album. It's uh, referenced a lot. Why, if the if the Bible's false, why is it so? It's Nero's number. All over? It's it's yeah. Nero's number. Because it's Bruce Dickinson is such a great singer. Anyways, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we won't get into that. Shane Saint Pierre is saying uh, all right Dio is better i like rob halford more um but let's let's carry on do train tracks appear to converge in the distance do parallel lines ever this is the same i think question. we got that one. it's a great it's a great question from shane thank you shane for for asking it, that it's, no it's a different parallel lines do person. not and 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 he brought it up i mean yeah the sun could never set great point shane Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, and Shane went on to say, can you then conclude that Euclidean geometry perfectly describes visual space? Yeah, uh, so we do see yeah. in Angular, we see 360 degree field of view. And as as to the sun sunset not being able to set on a flat surface, I I, I showed to me. screenshots of... of, of Nathan, uh, that was of to the, me. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I'm, jump, I'm jumping here. I'm, I'm, I'm twitchy. It's, uh, I get my time. Uh, we, we do see, uh, yeah, in Euclidean space, but humans perception of distance is not good. All right, go ahead, Nathan. To the topic see, though, don't stray. Okay. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I, we see in, in angular, um, and we do have devices that are capable of like linear measurements. And, and then we just, you know, look at the graduation marks on, on a linear degree, uh, device or something like that and try to get our measurement. Uh, so I, I mean, we see in in, a, in circular view but we can do things to determine linear um measurements and things like that so thanks right. shane all right everybody's everybody's triggering my dia my dioisms okay all right there you go isa yeah we do stargazer kill the king terror woman a whole bunch of them i love dio as ah i just i can't get enough of that that's that's my jam 80s metal is just so good um, but it's a natural thing. When you get into guitar, you're going to eventually love. Yes, I see. Look, Metallica over there. Hey, 
Go ahead. Can, can I real quick? Uh, there was um a former coworker of mine. She wanted to go to a concert, but her like past boyfriend was going to be there, so she felt uncomfortable. So I told her I'd go. It was to a metal concert. I don't listen to metal music or anything, but uh when I was there, I was jumping around and everything. Um, she had a good time too, which is a great thing. But uh, I remember I was sitting there trying to fake drum, and I was drumming slower than the actual drummer who was drumming to rhythm was actually drumming and he also had a shirt on that said like we'll work for sandwiches or something like that but he was real drumming faster than i could fake drum and it's it's some of the like the instruments it's very high octane music and everything it's pow, like wow yeah i was it's, gonna uh, say <laughs> uh yeah yeah if uh what am i thinking of here uh maybe a different show is about, <laughs> about music yeah diff different i love but metal it's just but it's just different show powerful music Oh yeah, no. I've enjoyed lots of Judas Priest, and uh, I've seen them live. They're come on, Ryan. Rob, Rob focus, fantastic. focus, Ryan. No, back, focus. back to it. I'm don't, sorry for focus, don't, Ryan. The rails Let me have fun, MC. I gotta moderate the moderator. Come on. No, no, no. We we can we can discuss how much we love metal for two seconds. My goodness. I'm not a fan. Some of it's good though. Some. Yeah. All right. All right. Wits it gets it. All right. Is this what you wanted, MC? Is this what you wanted, really? Wits it gets it is here and he says to the glober would a required correction for anseotropic signal propagation for gps refute relatively relativity thus heliocentrism you asked for this mc tune i was uh, trying to probably not <laughs> probably not and i like how witsit is is too scared to type my name <laughs> Let's carry on. Shane St. Pierre, if Ruin Wang generalized the Sagnac effect in 2004, then why did the Michelson Morley inferometer fail to measure Earth's orbital velocity? Uh, the Sagnac effect and uh, what Michelson Morley were measuring are distinctly different types of uh, measurements. Michelson Morley was a, a linear measurement and the Sanyak effect, which is uh, what Mike Michelson Gale and Ruyan Wang is uh, has um, an enclosed. It's in a circle, and the, uh, the the light paths go opposite directions. So they're they're uh, different instruments measuring different things. Sanyak effect measures uh, rotation, and the hope of Michelson Morley was that it would it would have an effect on it because of the Earth moving through the ether. But that uh, they didn't find that. So, yeah, they with the Michaels and Morley, they tried sending light at different times of the year, different directions of the Earth relative to what they thought was the orbit of the the Earth, and they got uh, a, a fringe shift of I think about one sixth of what they were expecting, roughly around there, uh, to the thirty kilometers per second. That light is a very sensitive. Um, measurement device very precise with those fine wavelengths and everything and they would have been able to calculate or to get a difference based on the, the travel once you release the light from the source the objects keep moving and light is the only it, constant in relativity it's it's the absolute frame that things are based off of but it did not measure the supposed orbit of the sun thus relativity no. saying it's all in yeah it did it did not measure the effects of ether on the on the light that's I would. The, that's I, what. That's what the experiment was, was doing, it was measuring the effects, of of uh, the movement of the Earth around the Sun in the hypothesized ether. The movement of the Earth around the Sun was not the hypothesis. It had been previously confirmed. The very first sentence 
of their paper references one of the earlier uh, confirmations of the movement of the Earth around the sun. All right, let's carry on, oh, everybody. I think it was from my side, yeah. <laughs> and yes. Let's go add that something to that, though, yeah. Ooh, How I love portray metal. It. Aries yes. failure, Aries success. Ask me about all your metal questions in the uh, in the live chat. That's lovely. Let's carry on. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Ruing, this is the same, so similar question, similar vein. Ruyong Wang measured linear motion using inferometer in ferromedy in 2004 why didn't michelson morley detect the motion through einstein's linear geodes geodes oh, i can't say these words geodesic. geodesic thank you fellas you are fantastic go for it uh so again they're, they're different experiments but ruyan wang had a loop there's a loop in the uh the instrument that he had where light gets split and it goes opposite directions and inside the loop there is an area it's not a zero area so uh but ruyan was testing if if moving the the actual fibers had had an effect on it and he did get a confirmation of that and it's completely in line with relativity um um i can science that i think did a great analysis of it uh applied all of the math to it it's really good go ahead and have a look um Maybe somebody can. If you, can, if you uh, do check out, I can one. science that he did talk about um, the Ru Young Wang experiment because Space Audits was covering it, and actually, um, I can science that did make a video that I saw. It was the last one of the, of that series of covering that where he did say that actually what what Space Audits uh, Alan and them were finding was that it, it actually would be able to falsify um, the the constant speed of light claim and, and show a favored direction for light. He actually did agree with with what Space Audits and what what they were claiming and, and uh, reporting on. All right. I believe I can science that if I'm wrong, you can correct me, but I believe that's what I had heard from. All right. seems like we've wrapped up all of our thoughts there. Uh, Medicinal Mass Media says, Demonstride says, nah. -uh. Demonstride. Demonstride. Well, thank you. I, I think out of here, I, demons. I've been out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I don't think we have. Get behind Jesus, demons. <laughs> Get behind <laughs> Jesus. Huh. Yeah. I don't want to think there are bad, bad people out there or anything. I want to think people, you know, care for each other. And I, I don't think I met anyone, uh, you know, I heinous was... towards others. I was just parroting you, so like, don't get, don't yeah, get okay. anyway, <laughs> Just for me, it's not. There's a lot of reference to to demons and stuff in today's world. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, Woodsick gets it uh, to. Yeah, we already read that one. Sorry, Woodsick. Um, medicinal mass media says maybe with a bunch of dots. Not sure what you meant with that. Uh, Shane St. Pierre says uh, to the globarist. Globe. Globularist? That is a weird way of spelling that. To the globe. Globular list. The globular list. <laughs> what, a strange, what a strange word. Do you think compressing an image literally depicts actual Earth curvature? Do you think what actually ex uh, exhibits? Uh, do you think compressing an image? Oh. <clears throat> yeah, so so if you have a, a, a photograph of something that's that's got very slight curve, 
And sometimes people will do a horizontal compression of it so you can see it. Of course, you can measure it. You can count pixels. You can draw straight lines across it if you want. But to, to make it a nice visual aid, people will sometimes compress it horizontally to really squish it. And then if, if uh, you do that, what happens is straight lines remain straight and curved lines are easier to see as curved. So, yeah, it's a great way to identify curvature. So if you're taking an image of something that you're going to compress and you're using a lens that has barrel distortion and imparts curvature onto what you're taking it's and then a you separate it, topic you need okay. you need to control you need to control for your barrel your uh, lens distortion as well. Correct. Okay. All right. Let us carry on into the next question. Toby Walker says, "Why did Maurice Alice find the pendulum processions periodically matched that of the sun and the moon rather than the rotation of the earth. Uh, that one's, that one's for me. Sure uh, he, he did. Yeah, he did not. That, that was an experiment that was not confirmed. So a very important part of science is that it's uh, repeatable, observable, repeatable, demonstrable, those things. So in, in the uh, higher quality re repetitions of it, they did not find the same effect as uh, Elias did in his earlier ones. And it did not, uh, the whatever he uh, was implying in there wasn't actually what they found. They found a, a very slight, uh, His he, he claimed to have found a very slight variation in the procession of the pendulum during the uh, eclipse and a very slight change in the period of the of the pendulum also. I, I don't know if it was slight from what I had seen, and I actually think NASA or Harvard had also tried to, uh, has had some successful and unsuccessful results of an Elias effect during eclipse, even underground. But I think at, um, Elias, what he had, had reported was that during an eclipse, like an average pendulum, if if it's right set right and everything, it'll go 15 degrees per hour. But I think he had reported that it was up to like 13 degrees faster per 15 minutes or like 52 degrees an hour swing which is actually quite large of a, of a rapid change and i think it can even go backwards and stuff during an eclipse which would which would show it's not independently the rotation of the earth which is a constant during an eclipse it should remain constant during an eclipse it actually shows that there is a sky influence on on matter because of it, if it had been confirmed but it wasn't well i think it's been i think nasa has seen it sometimes and not other times and same with harvard as well and that's from from documents i apologize i tried looking from the other all right, let's carry on and uh, ask more of these uh, Super Chats. And, uh, you know, if you have any other questions in the uh, Super Chats, you can keep them coming in. Um, but uh, we do have to wrap this up uh, at some point, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to set those two-minute timers, but you guys are just, uh, you know, you're rocking it. So I can't, I can't help it but just let you guys expound. Uh, Toby Walker says, and a follow-up, why does Apollo 17 lift off from the moon like a high school video project? Isa, I just I shared the folder with yeah. you. Enjoy the metal. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I don't think it does. When you look at high-quality uh, video of it, it's, it, it looks looks fine. I think it looks if, like... Yeah. If, if you think it's fake, then then go ahead and show the forensic analysis of it. I'm I'm just really happy that they were able to send men to the moon in one shot, first time, and get everybody landing there. It wasn't the first time. What number was up. it? It was eleven. They orbited the moon in eight. They, didn't they have to touch down at at some point? They they went they went partially down at ten. It wasn't the first shot. It was the eleventh. 
But they, but they, when they, the first time they landed on the moon and then had the Lem get them off of the surface. So the, of the first moon. time they landed on the moon, they, they landed on the moon the first time. Yeah. That yeah, was the first it, time. It, the 11th, it was the 11th time uh, that they had done in that particular series. They had Gemini and Mercury missions before that. So it wasn't mm -hmm. the first time they didn't say, here's our first rocket to launch, go to the moon. It wasn't it. They had a yeah. whole bunch of prior ones for many years. I'm just happy they made the 29th. 24 249,000 mile journey there and back made it safely that's good i want you know safe travels everybody. last word for mc if you have any thoughts nope. okay not. cool yeah. all right that that makes it even easier which gets it is coming in again uh just to ruffle your feathers remember when you admitted to jaren that compressed images actually are not valid evidence of earth's curvature but you uh, present them anyway I don't remember saying that at all. I, I think that uh, compressed images are a great way, as long as you've controlled for other things, to determine whether or not something is curved. It's it's good for seeing it, but uh, better to measure it, and you can count pixels to do that. I, I have a, a pixel counting uh, thing I did with Tommy Grunvald's um, uh, picture against a straight edge, a straight edge against the horizon. And these, these pixels you're counting, this is discernible curvature to tell the difference between what would be our field of view curvature and an and actual physical horizon. It's, 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 a, yeah, it's a photograph. Buffer. It's a photograph of a, of a known straight edge. So we are controlling for the, the lens. Uh, it's a high quality lens, not a GoPro. So we have the, the actual, actual physical known straight edge in the foreground, right next to the horizon in the background. And then uh, you, you, I counted the pixels between the edge of the straight edge and the edge of the, the horizon. Yeah, so I did I had had controls for confounding variables. And and the horizon is 180 degrees across. It's not at a, a slant or anything. It's 180 straight. It, it it wasn't 180 degrees. It's not that kind of lens. It was a, a narrower field of view than 180. All right, let's carry on, fellas. Uh, LJ, why hasn't space tech improved since 1970? It has. That was quick. I think they got to the moon then and can't now. I think they're they're working on small achievable goal uh, steps to take to get us back into space exploration to the moon and then to places beyond once we get to those steps. And I think Dear Moon and these companies that have been saying in 2023, we're going to go, it's 2024 now, they're going to say in 2024, we can go and then it'll be 2025, 2030, Virgin Galactic is doing it. It has nothing to do with the question though, Nathan. The Nathan is, or the question was, why has uh, tech not improved? And it has. So, But there's claims of space travel and everything and we can't do it currently, which would be a regression from going in the past. But it has, it has improved. That's 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 the answer. The answer is it has approved, improved. He he claimed in his question he implied that it has not improved, but it has. So it was an incorrect question. I I do agree. If if rockets are considered space technology, even though it happens within the Earth, if you can land land the booster of a rocket straight up, that's all happening on the Earth. But that would be improved booster technology, for what it's worth. So yeah. All right, Kango forty four coming in. Pitch lumen. Your video showing a bottom-up obstruction is that what boats going over the horizon looks like to you, question mark, or sunsets. I'm not sure what your cadence was supposed to be there. In your video showing bottom-up obstruction, is that 
what boats going over the horizon looks like to you or sunsets there i think i got all the emphasis yeah. on the right syllables <laughs> yeah. yeah so that that would be like how how the that experiment or that demonstration shows <clears throat> bottom up disappearance of those objects that is a bottom up disappearance that you could also apply if it's if it's a horizon it, it's it's like the sun we see it set or rise bottom up top down for rise uh, but we, we see that so it would be the same conditions that would affect the the bottom up disappearance of a boat of a building of a sun it's it's the optical effects of our atmosphere plane that cause causes us to see bottom up disappearance which is is striking considering a uh, typical thoughts of a flat earth and especially if you don't include atmosphere conditions or anything you would not if we didn't have an atmosphere i i do not think that the sun would appear to set we might even see it all the way across but i, I think there's attenuation of light and everything due to the magnification the dispersing of light and 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 things like that the medium changes bending light Five down seconds. so it can't reach you if it's far away because it has to bend down it's bend down and it, it falls short before it actually reaches your eye sorry batman that that's not how bending downward light works it makes things appear higher last word to you nathan uh ben yeah um the the, the light would yeah not it, w it wouldn't reach the observer because it, it, it's being cut off by the atmospheric conditions uh, before it can, can reach your eye because we have an atmosphere we can't see the sun at all times i do believe if we didn't have an atmosphere we could um, and then you could do the ge uh, like the geometry and everything um and and calculate the height of the sun and everything if, if there was no atmosphere and medium change all right so i think what we should do uh fellas because we got so many super chats is we should move into a speed round you know and, and do this do this almost uh, game show style so i'm going to set a 45 second timer and we're going to try to keep these questions for the speaker i know there's a you know a certain propensity you want to respond uh, let's try to save that for your closer if you've got any extra thoughts so um I don't know how you see. I don't know how to say this name. Chunk Avenger says, "Does light bend towards or away from a denser medium? Which way does the light have to refract to make an object appear lower?" Forty-five seconds on the clock. Uh, light would have to bend, refract up to appear lower, and in a denser medium, it bends down. I think I've, I think I've got that right in, in yeah. terms of refraction. Well, this is uh, it seems like you're both kind of engaging here. So go ahead. You got 20. That, that, that's fine. I think I think that. Yeah, I think that's I think I answered it. So that's good. Do you have thoughts, Mike? 20 seconds. No. no OK. All right. Let me reset the old clock there. We suggest people read through the transcontinental triangle triangulation and the American arc of the parallel where they correct planar measurements and globular lat long systems and heavily correct the celestial sphere. 45 seconds. Over to you. That was all lies. Thank you. Any other thoughts for your 47? <laughs> no. No, he, he just lied a whole bunch. All right. Did you... Uh, he, I, I've read it. I've done the math. I've 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 got all of the details uh in a in a spreadsheet, all of the numbers. He lied. Ooh. Ooh, he who, lied. Who was it? 
Shane's, was that Shane? That's yeah. Shane St. Shane, Shane, you should read it, dude. Oh, he's coming you right point at out, you. Point out the specific place where they do those things, where they put those numbers in, as you say. Spicy. <laughs> Mike's not holding back at this point in the I debate. Lo- I love Shane. He's he's great. I like him. <laughs> well, that's good. I was going to say, sometimes when you friends. have those relationships with uh, people you disagree with, you can be a little extra spicy and just be like, you know what? <laughs> All right, let's carry on. White says, why all planets are round except earth 45 seconds uh yeah they they appear you know round or circular or anything like that just again i mean if if the if they appeared like squares that wouldn't make the earth a square uh if if they were a certain color we we see stars twinkle different colors but our sun doesn't twinkle so they're not all doing the same thing you can't apply one one object to every other object uh, it's it's considered when you when you consider an alternate cosmology, you have to consider their claims, not try to graph um, um, solar geo heliocentric claims into the um, geocentric claims. Again, if I play baseball, round bat, round ball, you make square contact, rounded batting average, round the bases. There's a round mound. Is the field itself um, uh, round? Uh, the the poles are straight. Is the field still round or is it straight now? The lines are straight. So it's, uh, yeah. All right. Pseudonym coming in. Did Globe agree there's an eight inch drop? There's a an eight inch linear drop from horizontal tangent. Yeah, eight inches per mile squared linear drop from horizontal tangent. But it, it's not useful for predicting the bottom up obstruction uh, without further um, uh, calculations. All right. Toby Walker. Why do GPS or range measurements equations rely on the relativity velocity of the receiver? Second part. Einstein was Einstein was wrong about the speed of light and Earth Earth's rotation. Well, just putting that big one in there at the end, Toby. Yes, yeah, yeah. Amazing claims um, for you, Toby. Amazing claims. I, uh, I look forward to your papers and the Nobel Prize you will get. Any thoughts about what he said about the GPS range measurements? Equations rely on relative velocity? No? Okay. Yeah. Let's carry on. We've got, we're more than halfway through. Don't worry, fellas. And like I said, 45 seconds. We're going to just try to speed round. How come yes. nobody has ever reported or seen the edge of a flat earth? Do you think somebody would have observed that at some point in history? Also, satellites prove the earth is round. 45 seconds, Nathan. If there was an edge with waterfalls going over and everything, I'm sure someone would have found it. I mean, then again, if they found it and fell off, Hopefully they didn't, but we wouldn't know, uh, or you know, who knows where they went. Uh, the Antarctic coastline's a big wall and everything, and so you can see pictures of it, and it goes around us. It keep it's like a cup. If you don't fill it quite up all the way, you have the walls of the cup. That's essentially Antarctica. And satellites, they they have military technology, satellites, uh, various things that they can put up. You can look up quantum levitation, quantum locking, so they could potentially be doing things with cold metal craft receivers in them that cause some sort of floating levitation it's 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 the military i don't know they have, they have incredible fall, no they, they just just conjecture come on 
just, it's, just, it's, just I mean, there are, there are things you can actually there. There, are, there are long, long distance, long time flight right. objects that they have, like solar panel power. Our timer is and up and also military is well advanced. So if you saw me shaking my head, I'm sorry to cut you off. If you saw me shaking my head, it was because I choked, yep, you're my, good. You're good. I choked on my own spin. Uh, yeah, that's fine. It happens every once in a while where you just kind of like breathe in and yeah, never mind me. Toby Walker says, why do GPS's range measurements equate? You already read it. Yeah, this is the same question. I'm so sorry, Toby, but I don't think we're going to get much more on that. I'm so sorry. Uh, pseudonym says, does he know a radius doesn't rely on curvature? Does he? Me? Oh, that might have been for me when I was asking about like Eratosthenes and the, the Greeks and everything. And then, uh, so if you're trying to, my understanding would be if you're trying to determine the curve, the like the, the circumference of the Earth, you can look out at a boat and you can say, okay, if if we can see at three miles that six feet is hidden, we can work that back along the contour of an arc of a circle of a sphere. And we can determine at, at two miles, there's X amount of curve. And at one mile, there's eight inches of curve. And at 10 miles, there's 66.6 66 inches of curve. And and then you could scale and say, okay, now we can make a ball. We can we can take this little portion and we can extrapolate that out and wrap it and get a full cur a full circumference. Uh, and that's using the horizon, the distance to the horizon, the curvature uh, rate that we would perceive. And again, that's where they factoring ob observer heights were they factoring with fraction and lapse rate and all these things back then to where they were able to get an approximation within what five percent of what the earth is now or two percent or two and a half percent or something like that uh did they have all these variables accounted nathan for? that that's not how they measured the radius of the earth well, you're, so then we'll go to air cost or uh the sticks styrene and the well yeah all right let's carry on it, it wasn't it wasn't what you described okay i and i might i might conflate them or conflate them a little bit but yeah i the, the the horizon now is changing. You can't determine the horizon, so you can't. Yeah, you can't that'd be a terrible way to, to measure the radius of the Earth. Use something else where refraction isn't so wild. Well, <laughs> let us move on. Witsit is coming in with another super chat. Uh, a lot of people are making fun of me because I choked. That's fine. Uh, you know, it happens to you the choked. best of us. Yeah, I'm in Canada. You know, it's really dry here every day. It's dry. So, like, don't blame me. Wizard gets it, says, Can That's you. That's to make it rain. <laughs> can you steal man? He wants to know. Wizard. He wants to know. Can you steal man sunsets on a flat earth? Certainly. Like, I did in my presentation. Yeah, I, I measured the, the distance. To, to the subsolar point. I measured the uh, elevation of the sun, hypothesizing flat Earth. And according to flat Earth, sunsets are not possible. Uh, but Austin, you say you have no model, so I can't steal man your not model. You, it doesn't exist. So I had to make the model for you, buddy. Um, you know, a little bit of geometry. I know your math isn't your thing, but I did, you know, it's about, you know, ninth grade math. All right, let's carry on there. Toby Walker says, how do relativists explain a Fresnel's drag? I don't know. Ask a relativist. Are you a relativist? By yeah, but it's not, my, it's, not, it's not my thing. It's about the shape of the earth. Nobody can explain a sunset. What time will the sunset tomorrow in Minneapolis? No flat earther can explain that. And you want to ask questions about relativity? You're way out of your league, guys. 
Okay, I just I I I wasn't sure what he might have meant by that. So if you... I don't know what I don't know what that topic is. I'm unfamiliar with that topic. So and when I said you, I was I was passing the buck. So I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Nathan, if you you know consider yourself a relativist, then you know you may have been able to answer that. But um, if you don't, certain then... things are relative to other things. Sure, I mean that's kind of a that's not yeah, what he's talking about. Coverall. Okay, but, I mean, Mr. <laughs> Before we get <laughs> off track, guys, because we've we, we've been really on track for a long time, and then we steered you know all over the place. Mr. E-Man, can Nathan produce any evidence to support the hypothesis hypothesis of the evidence of the aether? Uh, so the ether would be a philosophical framework that that we can then try to. Uh, reason with extrapolate logic from and try to make predictions of characteristics of light if we create a disturbance in the ether or increase the excitation level using light emitters uh light is gonna i say it's gonna it's gonna travel from its source outward it's gonna radiate out and um so it's it's a framework uh, to allow us to to address light it's it's literally it's the same thing as space-time fabric which is 96 percent of your model or dark energy dark matter and all that those also are philosophies but they're claimed to have physical properties whereas the ether is well the ether can influence matter a little bit and have light carry and everything but it's it's a it's a philosophy and it's not a, yeah i can't quantify it for you i can't grab you ether and hand it to you just like hey i'm gonna grab you space-time fabric and you know knit you a shirt with it or something all right, let's carry on. Space, um, yeah, okay, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. If you guys want to carry on, it's up to you. I'm trying to push this along right. because you asked me Space to Space time has been <laughs> empirically on. confirmed, and, and luminiferous ether has been empirically falsified. I believe I models of ether can, have been, but there are ether models that can still work. But not, not the one that you need. Well, there's other if some are falsified and some are there the ones that are there are still able to be used let's move into the next uh one here guys and i'm gonna move our timer down to 25 seconds uh just because like i said uh we were asked to keep this to three hours and we just got to three hours so we're gonna try to really push it along to uh help out our speakers here and get them out on a reasonable time because we really you know we really appreciate the speakers that come out here to modern day debate uh, if you haven't already hit the like button and once again uh, if you're hanging out in those contentious space spaces or if you are a contentious space share it out it never hurts um, you know who, who what do you got to lose mr. e-man asks uh, that's we just asked your question Wits it gets it. Oh, oh boy, Wits it. Every time I see one of your questions, I'm like, oh god, what's what, what's Wits it up to now? Uh, I, honestly, though, I I love you, buddy, and uh, I can't wait to host you again. It's been a it's been a pleasure hosting you every time and meeting you was a pleasure. You as spent well. two two minutes waffling. It, I will waffle. Is it possible to have Stop a uniform, waffle. a vertical electrical field with parallel U? Uh, equipotential surfaces like the Earth around a sphere without radical distribution? Radial distribution. Um, so Witsit is, uh, is making a claim based on Feynman's lectures. I'm sharing it right now. Uh, he likes to quote Feynman's lectures starting at 9-2 right here. 
Nine oh. one Feynman's lectures. By about fifty kilometers, the field is very small. It is not equipotential. Whitson, read your own citations. First law of Flurf. All right, let's carry on. Uh, do, 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 do. Question for the flat earther: What is the mole of Ci plus or C1 plus? Sorry, or Cl plus? Sorry, Cl plus chlorine, right? What is the, what is the mole of chlorine? Uh, what is it like 19 grams or something of chlorine? 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd atoms of chlorine. Is that is that what you're talking about? An MOL, a mole of a, of, a, of an element? I think if if the atomic weight of chlorine is 19 point something degrees, I don't have a periodic table with me, but then the mole would be that many grams of that material. All right, uh, Kengo44, uh, let's see. Oh, hold on. Let me just uh, scroll down here. Uh, Wits against it, uh, coming in again. Glober, do you actually not understand that if the sun is moving around the center of a vortex, the radius of orbit will increase towards the outside? Uh, that's an interesting hypothesis with exactly zero empirical evidence. Hitchens Razor. Any other thoughts or yeah, let's uh, let's go on. Can you steel man sunsets on the flat Earth? What's it? You already What's asked that. Say? Yeah, mm. let's carry on. Sometimes there's uh, a little bit of issue here when I'm trying to scroll up here and check on the live chat to make sure you guys are behaving yourselves. All right, so Wits it gets it once again. <laughs> He's got all kinds of questions. Uh, Oh, another chat. Let, let, let's go up here, actually. Let's ask another question from another uh, person. Uh, Zanaj says, has Pitch watched, watched the most recent Artemis 1 video? No, I have not. Is it good? You should watch them, yeah. Oh. Artemis 1? Yeah, it's where they where they went and orbited the moon with a rocket. That was recently. Yeah, it was in 2022. Did they did they strap a camera onto the rocket, a live camera, be able to show that it's live real time and then fly it all there, the way to there, the moon? There were a bunch of cameras on it, but they didn't live stream the entire thing, no. So they switched, had nobody, cuts, nobody, had nobody, different nobody, nobody gives a damn about that. NASA's not trying to prove anything to flat earthers. The the people that, that uh, they report to are not flat earthers and are not standing there. Well, you need to prove to me that. No, no, they just say, look, you, you go to the moon, you do this. And why is your budget yeah. so much over the top? You know, you gotta use the tighten up your budget, budget, Artemis. Yeah, except for don't don't worry about making it rain over the dry crops or over fires because they can't make it rain. Look up H2O H2O factory on YouTube. NASA makes it rain. They can make it rain on our public tax dollar, and they do not. Off, off topic. Cons Come consider on. consider the organization, the ethics and morals. Oh. I'd help the people if I could make it rain. <laughs> Dubai does it. Uh, taking back Eden says, uh, "GD, do you reject ancient Hebrew com cosmology? Why? Uh, because it doesn't match reality." Okay. Taking back Eden follows up. Christian, would Satan use the shape to lie to people? Yeah, he does it yeah. with flat earthers all the time. You go on Facebook and you watch Flat Earthers lie over and over and over. I have a folder of lies Flurfs tell. It's got hundreds of memes in it. 
question was for the question. So sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Now. Yeah, and if I could just add to that with um, I, I do believe Satan is the father of lies. He can deceive people. The, the Bible says that uh, even the elect could be deceived. Uh, and if you do want to talk about fraudulence, you have someone like uh, Stephen Hawking with his genius program where you can see the horizon behind the board that they're saying is hidden by curvature. You can see the helicopter flipping, having doors, not having doors, the same birds flying over as it, as the helicopter goes down, goes up. So there are, you know, it, it can go, no one, we shouldn't be, if we're trying to discover truth and be scientific here, we shouldn't be lying. No bone wars or, or you know, lies about Neanderthal man or anything. Let's, let's just be honest with the data and really try to assess uh, together, work together. And who doesn't want to know That's the truth? Time. So. All right, what's it gets it coming in? Hey, heliocentrists, can you attribute physical properties to conceptual abstractions such as uh, privatization? Sp space cannot be endowed with physicality. 25 seconds. Yeah, that's what's its word salad misunderstanding of relativity. Uh, it's not a privation, he just says it is. All right, let's carry on. Uh, what's it gets it comes in again Glober. how can there be no distinction between newton and einstein when they're patently opposed uh, opposite claims do you know the three principles of logic 25 seconds einstein said no one must think that newton's great creation can be overthrown in any real sense by this or any other theory his clear and wide ideas will forever retain their significance as the foundation on which our modern conceptions of physics have been built. Einstein said that uh, they, they do not conflict with each other. In fact, they completely agree with each other. Here's four citations showing that um, relativity solves for uh, uh, Newtonian gravity in our reference frame here. So there you go, mc2.net slash Einstein, if you want to have them all there. I even have links to the PDF, so you don't even have to Google them. All right. Excellent. I was just responding to some of the people in the live chat, so thank you so much for all your questions there. And uh, waffle, 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 before I get called out again here and get myself in trouble. <laughs> all right, Max Courtney says, question for the flat earther. Uh, actually, that, that, one's, that one's come and gone. What's it? See, see, this is the, what I get for skipping Wizard's questions because he's got a whole pile of them. <laughs> Sorry, MC Dune, you're going to be busy for a second. Wizard gets it. Can gravity be a force and not a force at the same time? Can space be absolute and fixed and not absolute and fixed at the same time? Um, you didn't word that question right. Um, I, sh I showed you reference there in the previous one to uh, the, the agreement between Einstein and, and Newton. So there's, there's, I don't know why you'd think that, that, uh, space is, is fixed or whatever you're talking about there. Space is not, there's no absolute position in space. Didn't Newton use like the, the universe as a background medium so that it like Einstein has C as a constant, whereas Newton had C plus V or C minus V depending on the, I don't, I don't frame. think with, uh, uh, Newton referenced the speed of light. Okay. All right. Arnold comes in and says, Paul McCartney has been dead for 50 years. What? Yeah. Haven't you heard? Get back. Oh, apparently. Jeez. I 
Get I back. Heard a Christmas the Sasquatch in the woods too. Get back nice. to where you once belong. All right, let's carry on, everybody. I know. I know. I don't want to believe people would harm one another either for their own gain. I true. I, I love your optimism, and I want to be there. Please, I'll I'll go there. I'll go there. I could easily go there because I would. You know, who would want to hurt someone? I I'll, I'm with you. All conspiracies are wrong. There's not. There's none. Yeah. No one would lie, hurt, deceive. I I want to be there. I love your optimism. Oh, Love yeah. It. You know, all these years I've been wandering around, wondering how come nobody told me why I ain't met nobody that looked like you. All right. Wade Emberly says, why doesn't apparent size of sun change through the day? Elevation, magnification, few factors. But elevation really does play a large role in preserving angular size and shape as an object moves. The lower down to the ground you go, the smaller distances that you cover closer to you, it will distort more. That's why we can see things along the ground appear to shrink. But if you're in the sky, there's a lot more information. A lot more span is being covered in the same unit that would be applied to the ground. The same three, five degrees, 10 degrees of ground cover. You're covering a lot more sky with 10 degrees, a lot more distance. That preserves the integrity of the shape and size. All right, let's carry on. And I knew I was wrong. It was all I've been looking for was somebody that looked like you. Ah, oh, I messed it up. I hate that. EM for four ninety nine says NASA gets all uh, eclipse or eclipse. That's what they put. NASA gets all eclipse info from Fred Espinac and his word work through Sorrow's cycle. Nothing has changed. Uh actually, that that is that is wholly incorrect you can go right to nasa's website and read about it uh it costs you exactly nothing to go to their website where they give details about how fred espinac specifically does these these uh, predictions here he uses the vsop 87 ephemeris and the elp 2000 ephemeris to 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 do this these are uh, an ephemeris is a uh a, a uh, it shows where the celestial objects are within the solar system at different points in time. So that's how it's done. It doesn't use the sorrow cycles for anything other than just naming conventions. All right. Jam uh, says, uh, hold on, the one before that, let's see, Wade Emberley, why doesn't apparent sun size change through the day? I think we got that one. Yeah, yeah, hold on a second here. My my mouse is being a pain in the butt. It's because I got the extra one next to it for when I'm doing all my MasterCard nonsense. Uh, Marcus Ween, $10. Question for Pitch Lumen. What is the circumference and the radius of the flat Earth? Um, The radius and the circumference, like around the edge, is probably, I don't know, like the coastline of Antarctica, 50,000, 60,000. Kilometers, maybe. Um, the radius would be what 90 degrees, 180 times 60. So, like 6, 4, 10, 10, 10, 80 or something. I, I, I don't have, I don't have the measurements off the, the top of my head. I'm just, I, I, I'm not, I, let me get a tape measure and I'll, I'll, it would have it to out. be 40,000 kilometers times pi. So, so 120, 120 kilometers, 125, 127, 130 kilometers, somewhere in that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just going <laughs> to, as I extra tuck my work unit away, so I don't accidentally touch my 
stuff that I have to do for my work job during the day. Wizard gets it asks, uh, YT wouldn't let me type his name actually. Hmm, yeah, and other people that. typed my name. I don't, know. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, well, uh, I, I got you figured out. You're back in the live chat. Kick butt. Have fun. Play with some of the people in the live chat. You know, you're hanging out in the live chat. You can tag Mattoon live. He's hanging out there. So, uh, Witsit gets it says that the alias effect was actually observed and confirmed 17 years straight in Harvard. It directly correlated to periodically the sun, moon, and solar motion. 25 seconds. Uh, I read I read the uh, experiments that NASA published in uh, was it 99 somewhere around 2000 plus or minus a couple of years they didn't they did not confirm it so one guy's experiment is once and then you need to you know you need external independent confirmation there was none all right Leo Crow coming in tune why do you defend the globe when so many fake images of the earth also you have dedicated so much of your life to defend the globe model if the flat earth is so stupid why do you do it oh, I don't like misinformation like the misinformation about all of the claims that you just made about uh, pictures uh, every time that I see a picture that is is uh, said to be faked I you you look at it and sometimes NASA does produce artistic renditions and they label them, or there are fakes generated by flat earthers. Who's lying about space? Flat earthers are lying about space. I got Don't I do that, flat earthers. I got a fold. Don't do here. that. What do you, my, hey, what do you think about uh, like the cloud duplication? How we can get. Where they label it as an, an artist's rendition, then it's an artist's rendition. So what? The actual photographs that you can get on uh, photographic film that from the NASA, from the Apollo missions, you can go into the museum and look at. Those are not labeled as artist renditions. They don't have photograph or uh, cloud reproductions and copy pasting. Could you discern that from a, a picture taken of a model? Uh, you would need to have an awful lot of models. And so then I would just simply ask, who are the names of the people that made the models? How many models did they make? Where did they house them? Where's the evidence for that? Claims without evidence are dismissed without evidence. Maybe if people thought it was to help with the Cold War, just in case we couldn't go to the moon, we could potentially fake it really well so that Russia would buy it. Hitchens Razor. Let's carry on there, everybody. And if you see me laughing, it's not because I'm responding to either one of what our live chats are saying. My daughter is right behind me on the couch, snoring very loudly, and I'm very concerned that you're going to hear her. Uh, so if you hear any... You're good. It's not, not coming through. <laughs> that's, that's just in my nine-year-old. All right. So uh, Chink Avenger says, to Nathan, does light bend towards or away from the denser medium? Why does light have to bend to cause an object to appear lower? Uh, light bends down in a denser medium. And it, what was the second part of the question? Second part, which way does light have to bend to cause an object to appear lower? Up. No thoughts? Because it's inverse, right? It's If it bends down, it appears higher. If it bends yeah. up, it appears lower. Okay. Any thoughts there, uh, Mike, or do you want to carry on? All right, let's carry on. 
Uh, let's see. Question for Pitulum. What is the circumference and the radius of the flat Earth? We did that one. Oh, we already got through that one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we are getting close to the end. My goodness. I pop into the live chat every once in a while just to make sure everybody's behaving themselves. But it seems like my little scroller is getting smaller and smaller. Uh, so that's good. You guys will be out of here in uh, better time than I thought. And if I get a little screwed up, it's because, yeah, as, as you can tell, I'm a daily daily driver for these kids over here. So... Uh, yeah, my head. My it's late for you too. It's good. swirling all the time. Woodsick gets it. Uh, to clarify, did Tune actually just say that anthropic, uh, anastropic, anastropic, uh, a preferred direction, propagation of GPS signals would not refute reality? You sure? No, I I just said probably not to his claim. The thing is that uh, the uh, the medium through which it's going air and other other particles is also anastropic so it matches reality and predictions yeah so his his claim see his his claim rests on the on the absolute necessity that he is leaving out is that the the medium between the the sender and the receiver is isotropic but it's anastropic just like the timing is Nathan, you're kind of not along. Yeah, you're good. Good to go. All right. I don't know if Nathan got the topic. <laughs> no, I, it's I, I. Yeah, it's I. I think there is something to the the way light light travels. Um, and yeah. Anyway, no, it's I'm yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Aaron Reese coming in. Nathan, if objects disappear bottom up, then why don't camera lenses have a greater zoom factor at the bottom of a, the lens? How do you turn the camera sideways without side distortion? Um, the, I mean, the, the lens is taking in the light that it can based on, on where it's positioned, what it's F setting F stop is and, and how wide the aperture is. Uh, and then it, it takes in that light and the, the lens is one piece. I'm sure if you added a second lens only to the bottom portion, it would distort the, what the bottom of the camera is taking in because it's going through another lens. Um, and then turning it sideways, side distortion. I mean, lenses do distort. You have to put like a correction into them um, to try to straighten them out a little bit. Uh, so, and I think certain lenses distort more than others and so would require more or less correction. So, all right, let's carry on everybody. Uh, let's move on to our last wits it gets it question. Uh, are you scared to come to the after shows as Witsit gets it? Not at all. You know, wouldn't it be nice if Witsit came on here and debated measurements of flatness with me? Do you think he'd do that? Measurements of flatness? Probably I would not. contest those four lights observation is, a, is an observation that's of not, flatness. That's not a measurement. Well, see, Dave. Measurements, measurements have numbers. C. Davis is coming in, guys, as asking, McToon, how far away is the sun from an ocean side of observer as it appears below the physical horizon? How far away is it? It's about 150 million kilometers. And I should celebrate your third super chat on our stream there because I see that uh, tagged in our stream there. And I, I should remember those. I just, uh, I suck. That's that's the real truth of it, everybody. I no, just, you don't. I'm, I'm the worst. All right, so Witsit gets it uh, coming in again. 
Um, the Newtonian space is absolute and fixed. Keep ducking the question though, can space be absolute and fixed and not absolute and fixed at the same time? Nice uh, bait and switch there. So Newtonian gravity is not Newtonian space, right? The, the Newtonian gravity, what people call Newtonian gravity is the law of gravitational attraction. So the law of gravitational attraction is empirically confirmed, never been falsified. The, um, the Newtonian space stuff was his interpretation of space, a separate topic. So it's a bait and switch there that he's doing because they both have Newtonian in the name there. He's trying to well, equate them. So it's a false equivalency is really what it is. Wouldn't if, if Newtonian um, ideals were the main stake of, of our understanding of cosmology, then you would get rid of 4D space-time fabric and you would go back to 3D orbital motion, which would then but they're be not, measurable. They're not. It, you'd, you'd go to Kepler for that. All right. Let's carry on. Uh, that's uh, That's been my tag of the evening. Let's carry on. Uh, Chronic Avenger says, for our last super chat, uh, actually, we got a couple other ones here. So let's... Uh, yeah, second last. Chronic Adventure, how is light bent up if denser medium is down? Any thoughts on the panel there? No? It, it, yeah. It, uh, light is bent down when the denser medium is down, causing things to appear higher. All right, for Mc... Uh, for MC Tune, if your goal was to hide the true shape of the Earth to the majority of people and you have unlimited budget, how would you do it? How would I do it? Um, I don't know. Uh, the, the Flat Earthers are doing, uh, they're doing their best. They don't have much budget. So, you know, they, they do a good job hiding the shape of the Earth for a small number of people. And it's fun. It's fun to, you know, poke at them a little bit. But, you know, nobody takes them seriously. Small number of people, I think in like 2019, Flat Earth was like one of the most searched terms and like it got even over like former president and everything. I think it got pretty popular. It actually required the censorship boxes, the free free speech stifling uh, censorship, you know, wiki boxes. It's still under a video. small number, Nathan. Still a small number. It's growing more and more. One nice thing about multiple person debates is it shows there's many, you know, multiple people who have this kind of hold, hold a view like this. but And I think it is kind of odd too that someone um, who is like a PhD can say, who works with geology can say it is it's actually rather difficult to try to determine if it's a sphere or flat, at least at the, the distances that humans perceive and operate at and measure at. I think that's striking. All right. Uh, let's see. We got one last question, and then we'll go to our closing statements, everybody. Uh, and then we'll move on to all of our after shows and all the fun things that we're going to do after uh, we have the real juice here at Modern Day Debate. Social IQ says, for MC Tune, if your goal was to hide the true shape of the Earth, the majority of people... Yeah, yeah sorry. That is... Okay. You know what? Yeah, you're right. That was supposed to be the last one, and I, I literally, I, I copied and pasted that as an extra. So you know what? I've, I've messed this all up. Uh, yeah, this is great. Um, yep, everything's been read through. I don't need to um, um, and uh, hum my way through it anymore. So, how much do you guys want for closing? One or two minutes? Uh, just a minute's fine with me. One minute. 
All right, on the floor for you, over to you, Pitch. Uh, so I thank you, MDD, Mike as well, Mike and MDD, uh, for, for being here, for the time, for the, the cordial conversation, back and forth. Uh, and I, I did learn some stuff and have some things to look into. Um, I just wanted to say that I, th I think there's a lot to consider here. There's a lot of things at play, a lot of things that need to be demonstrated and can be demonstrated. I, I, I hope people would think that uh, would see that the, the flat earth can't explain things, can demo things, and is at least able to apply concepts or show concepts, demonstration of concepts. Um, and so I just I want to thank everybody. I really do think that this, this has some spiritual implications either way. Um, especially leading towards peace, religious wars or regular wars, liars, deceivers. And I just wanted to actually throw this out here. Yeah, just decide anyone who, who wants to, um, as far as like spiritual stuff or, or biblical, um, the, the, the YouTube channel, the truth is stranger than fiction is a fantastic channel. He does amazing work. The truth is stranger than fiction. And he uh, doesn't know I'm saying anything, but I just want to shout him out because he's, puts a lot of work out there that covers a lot of concepts. Um, and I just wanted to, to throw that out. But really, thank you. Um, thank you, you both for, um, for allowing this. And I really, I had a, had a blast. So no problem at all. Uh, thanks for being here. And if anything I've learned is to, uh, you know, just keep everything in the fan funding and don't copy any of these super chats into notes. Just keep it all on the YouTube because that just confused the heck out of me. Mike, you got a minute on the floor. Uh, closing thoughts yep all right i'll wrap up one thing because wisit was crying about my uh my steel man of of the flat with sunset let me remind he's everybody that coming Wisit's, for you i'm sorry Mike. he's gonna said, come for you now <laughs> go for it you, you dead yeah yeah go for it right. i was just saying you right, called let me remind so. everybody you weren't done let me remind everybody wisit said this we don't have a model. So I, you can't, I can't straw man your model because it does not exist. What I did, Witsit, is I computed the consequences of your claims and the sun could never set over flat earth. If you can compute the consequences differently, let me know. Uh, anyway, thank you to Ryan and to uh, Nathan for this. It was a great conversation, uh, much better than, uh, one could, than uh, the one that started last week. So... Uh, Thank you for Did that. Uh, well, not really. So specifically, Witsit, measurements of flatness. And measurements have numbers, uh, units, and uh, best if they have a, a margin of error analysis. Bring it up. Do, do you do you, do you got the stones? Also, I'd like to say that Nathan Thompson had a chance to debate me, but he decided to show that he knows that I would beat him and, and uh, duck out. Uh, same thing for for Flat Earth Dave and Eric Dubay and these other guys. When they refuse to debate me, it's them acknowledging that uh, they don't they don't have anything. So uh, that's what I'll I got. Thanks, everybody. Nice guy. All right. Well, let's close it out there, everybody. So if you haven't had a chance to already hit the like button, uh, do so. Uh, I'm sorry if I uh, had interrupted you there, uh, Mike, during your closing. I was just uh, uh, having some fun with uh, your implications yeah. to uh, which Giving you there. crap. Uh, no, it's fine. You know, I, I, I take it with uh, super, uh, you know, super stride. Don't worry about that at all. Uh, I look forward to hosting you again. And uh, as you as well, Nathan, we'll have all kinds of uh, lots of lots of discussion here on Modern Day Debate. Once again, share this out in those contentious spaces you like having these discussions. We're going to close it out. Uh, cheers, everybody. 
Have a good night. Peace be with you. Thank you.